0: Hello and welcome back to Isle 42. Uh, today is going to be our super spoilery episode where we talk about nothing but Star Wars, particularly The Force Awakens, and we spoil literally every inch of it. So if you have not seen The Force Awakens, do not listen to this podcast. I cannot tell you how important this is. Spoilers are a big deal, people. Millions of people suffer every year. Also, we apologize for how long it's been since our last episode, but things have been crazy with me and Bing lately, but we promise we are trying to get back to some semblance of normalcy with our release schedule, and uh, we promise that the Isle 42 that you know and sometimes love will be back in top form as soon as we can manage it.
1: First first day of Isn't winter it? Yeah That can't be right Oh yeah It's been winter for like Three years <laughs> Yeah I know uh, Big movie came out A few days ago
0: Yes We've both seen it Yep Alvin and the Chipmunks 3 I never thought it would happen
1: But it did And, and man <laughs> Blew our collective
0: mind. Renewed my faith in Hollywood Yeah Whoa
1: Microphone took a dive there Hello <laughs> Hello Where's my like radio host wacky noises? <laughs> oh, hold on. I've got one. <laughs> I totally forgot. I... Whoa, microphone took a dive there. Hello. <laughs> Whoopsie. Hello. Hello. I was looking for a morning zoo. So <laughs> yeah. That's the best I could find. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, this, this pod is definitely going to be jam-packed with spoilers. So if you haven't seen... The Force Awakens. Shut it off. Shut it off. Please, We're not responsible for any spoilers. But um, so you did the marathon in the theater. Yeah, I did. And? (laughs) Because I did one at home. I got through the prequels and it it was death. I mm -hmm. hated them. Yeah. Hated. I think you and I
0: came to the same conclusion. You texted me and said pretty much the exact same thing I was going to say on this was that This just convinced me that I never need to see the prequels
1: again. You don't need it. Ever. Yeah, I'm omitting them from my life. Mm -hmm. I'll take some canon, you know, the basic uh, narrative of how the Republic fell to the Empire. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll I'll keep that in my back pocket. I like Palpatine all right, Mm -hmm. but I don't like Senator Palpatine. The prequels just feel like a a halfway decent first draft. Totally. I really wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the story of Anakin as told by Ben Kenobi to, to mm-hmm. Luke. That's what I'm going to think of, this badass starfighter pilot who mm-hmm. uh, turned to the dark side. And we don't exactly know why. Maybe it had something to do with Luke's mom, Padme. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's interesting that in, that
0: in that line, that little monologue from Obi-Wan in A New Hope, you get... More characterization and backstory about Anakin than right. three full feature length
1: movies yeah. give you. So here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I decided for my self-denial. <laughs> my prequel is uh jam-packed with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, because I actually liked Qui-Gon mm-hmm. myself. Um you got you got that Sith dude, Darth Maul. More force though, mm-hmm. more menace, the phantom menace. He wasn't the phantom menace. Mm-hmm. More menacing through the whole, whole trilogy, right? And uh, Palpatine doing his thing behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Qui Gon gets killed maybe in the second movie, and that's about where Anakin turns. Oh no, that's where we meet an adult Anakin in the second movie, and then actually halfway through the third movie, uh, Kenobi watches helplessly as Anakin is being a horrible. Horrible person so Mm -hmm. he's like Darth Vader through half of the third that's how I would do it yeah that's my deniability and I think that's the last I'm ever gonna say on the prequel so yeah I don't know I'm in this weird spot
0: because for years now I've tossed around the idea of either in comic book form or like just a collection of storyboards going through and just redoing the prequels the way I would do them yeah just for my own you know like you said your own personal like headcanon and I, I've already got the outline of everything that I would do, and we got like halfway through episode three during this marathon, and I was like, "Dude, I'm totally gonna do this because Sweet. like seeing it up on the big screen, it's just like I, I know how to fix, yeah. you know, stuff to my liking." And I there are this... parts and pieces that are great. Oh yeah, yeah. There, and there's a like lot. you said there's a, a lot draft. I would keep. Yeah, yeah. but it, then we get to four, five, and six, and then. Right after Return of the Jedi, just all this hype is building. There was, like, an hour-long break before Force Awakens
1: started. So, hold on. Just recap. How was the trilogy experience going into... Sorry. How was the prequel experience going into New Hope? Like, did it feel like you're watching two separate pieces of work? Yeah. Yeah. Like, almost completely unrelated. So, you only sat through them because, right?
0: Because I had to. Right. So... When we bought the marathon tickets, they were playing them in chronological order. So, one, two, three, four, five, sure. six, and then seven. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't you? Right. Um, but Ari and I, we were talking about it because, like, I I am all right with the prequels existing. Okay. And they're certainly not my favorite. And it was weird. Up until we went and did the marathon, I had this weird hankering to watch the prequels again. And I, I wasn't totally sure why. Mm-hmm. But my wife wasn't the biggest fan of one, two, and three. And so we were tossing around the idea of just, like, we'll buy these marathon tickets and then just skip one, two, and three and show up for A New Hope and beyond. No. And I'm not going to say that I wish we had done that because my thinking was, like, yeah, I'd I'd probably be fine without seeing the prequels. But, like, what kind of person am I? Buying these tickets that are so impossible to get. Because this was the only theater in Utah that was doing it. Oh, wow. And there was only two auditoriums in that theater that were showing them. Cool. And people were coming in from like Idaho, Colorado, like people from all over, all yeah. different walks. And I was actually really lucky to get our tickets because they sold out within like 20 minutes. Yeah. I was checking that website.
1: You know, for the record, I would have I would have done prequels as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... It's almost like a rite of passage.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, and that's the other thing I was thinking too. It's like this, this is going to be the same group of people... For 24 hours, like mega fans of Star Wars, that I'm going to be sitting next to and experiencing this with, uh-huh. and I, I just pictured not only would that kind of be douchey for me to just show up halfway through, and these people have already started this experience without me, but also I'm just I was just picturing this little like 12 year old kid that wanted to see the prequels yeah. again so bad, but didn't get a chance to because I bought his ticket, and then I'm not even going to go <laughs> yeah. in and see him.
1: Sucks to be you kid. Yeah.
0: So I don't
1: know. Like I'm I'm glad we did the whole thing. But it was yeah. it was rough. So tell me about how you how you felt when New Hope started. Oh dude. Did you feel the same as well, I did? Or is it, like... It's
0: a it's a weird it was a weird combination because they were playing the special editions, you know? Ah. And I feel yeah. like a New Hope got the got the worst. That's got it. hit the worst out of the three. I feel like Jedi did. Yeah? Yeah. Like I, I can I can see but if A New Hope didn't have the Moss Eisley stuff that they changed, okay. I, I would agree with you. That's because true. That is like true. The the musical number thing in yeah. Return of the Jedi, how he completely changed. Yeah, with the close-up of the lips. Nightmare. And giving, <laughs> yeah, giving the he Ewoks eye, eyelids yeah. and then changing the song at the end. Like, yeah, yeah I'm with you. But for some reason, the Moss Eisley stuff That's huge. is so offensive yeah. <laughs> and insulting. There's yeah. literally a part where like this big dinosaur... Completely takes up the entire shot. Yeah, as it walks by. Yeah, it serves no purpose. No purpose. It doesn't even hide a cut, to yeah. like a, to yeah. like a different shot. Like it's it's just there. Yep. To get in the frame, to show look what we did. Yeah. yeah. And it's sad because I remember the reason I wanted to do this so bad is because it was the first chance that I would be able to see the original trilogy again in theaters since I last saw the special editions in 1997. Mm. And at the time I saw him in 97, it was actually kind of cool because I had already experienced the original theatrical cuts. Like I had the VHS collection. And yeah, like, which know, I wish I, was, I still had mine. Oh, dude. I, I think mine's in storage. I got to go get it back. But, but I was familiar with how those movies were supposed to be. Yeah. And so at the time we saw him, it was actually kind of interesting to
1: see that new stuff. Not all of it. Yeah. Now, um, I've always said myself, I kind of like the updated space battle stuff. Yeah, that's all. Mhm. And I don't prefer it. I'm not I'm being very careful to say that word. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was cool to see X-wings move, you know, really cool around the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, didn't prefer it, but I liked it. Yeah. Other than that, get, it's get it's everything a, else out of it's there It's a nice facelift
0: that yes. refreshes some things that like A New Hope is starting to show its age for me. Yeah, totally. Like you can kind of just tell now it's like this was just a young filmmaker mm-hmm. with no budget, yep. you know, in the 1970s, just trying to throw together his space opera. Empire Strikes Back looks damn good still. I think that holds totally. up perfectly yeah. and, you know, Return of the Jedi for the most part. But A New Hope is like, I'm starting to see the seams. So mm-hmm. I, there, there are parts that I would keep little small changes like like I'm fine with corrections you know like change yeah, like sure. fixing the lightsaber color or
1: as long as you give us the
0: original edition yeah exactly cuz see that's that's where I'm sitting it's like it's cool as a moviegoer to see some of these things changed and fixed but then as a filmmaker I'm going this movie won Oscars yeah for certain things that he's gone back in and completely replaced or mm-hmm. changed it's yeah. like this is not the Oscar winning film anymore no not at all like if you could go back in time and show this, like I, it would not be reacted to the same way. Yeah. So as a filmmaker, I'm like, no, that work that was done by all those people needs to be preserved. Yeah. And that's the version that.
1: I'm not saying that's that's the only version that needs to exist. I think it's the primary version that should exist. Hmm. You know, but yeah, like in a perfect world, I would have updated the space scenes. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, just the moving. Parts mm-hmm. and done it very tactfully. No crazy, nothing too crazy. Yeah. That said, I haven't seen the D Specialized edition of the space fights. Oh, okay. I I kind of remember what they looked like. Really slow. Mm-hmm. They were good though. Well, because so they were super groundbreaking at the yeah, time. But the so problem is we've been so
0: spoiled on stuff that looks yeah. better. Yeah. That you know. Yeah. I, I get it,
1: but I'm jumping ahead here just quickly. I really appreciated in uh, The Force Awakens how you saw the TIE Fighter Target computer. Yeah. As was, and you saw the Claymation chessboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,. That was great. Uh, you don't dude, need to when, update when that, Finn you know? sits down, Because I had had that
0: thought beforehand. I'm like, I I pray that there's a scene where somebody gets in the gunner of the Falcon, mm-hmm. and it's the same layout. and yeah. they did it. Like when Finn sits in there, yep. and it pulls up just the oh, dude,
1: yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. So I know. Cool. Well, let's try to let's try to oh. <laughs> get into it yet. Oh yeah, new hope. Sorry, I'm so no no. I I agree. Let's maybe we should just spin <laughs> through this stuff. But. Anyway, anyway, so the, the the prequels,
0: it was about halfway through Revenge of the Sith where I was just like, I don't know that I have the energy to do my own little version anymore. Hmm. I, I still am kind of formulating ideas and like what I would do. But you talking like
1: just storyboards or?
0: I, at, at first, I was thinking comic book, right? Because yep. that I, f- I feel like because I can't I can't do a movie. I can't make it look the way I would want it to look. Yeah. And, you know, I can't put in the music, I can't, you know, sound effects, all the stuff that makes a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie. Right. But then I was thinking if I just did a storyboard, you know, like a little more detailed that was just essentially a comic book of the movie, but more movie than comic book, I feel like it would be a little bit better. But the the problem is just that there's so many things in the prequels that are just fundamentally flawed. That you <laughs> yeah. see all these people trying to do their their fan edits, you know, where they take out as much of Jar Jar as possible, where yeah. they take out a bunch of Anakin's lines, yeah, you know, and they they mix mix some scenes around or you know combine films yeah. or whatever. And I saw the I saw the one online that was like the three and a half hour cut. of Of all the prequels just mashed into one. It starts with the Darth Maul duel. It ignores the majority of episode one. That's funny. I was just like, it's cool to see how Star Wars influences people to make their own stuff. Yep. And for me as well, like Star Wars is the number one reason that I wanted to become a filmmaker myself. Oh, cool.
1: Didn't know
0: that. And so it's cool to see how it inspires other people, but the, the problem is that there will always be those underlying things that can't be changed in an edit. Like I never would have like, so in my version of episode one, Anakin's 15 years old. Yep. Right. He's already there and he's not a whiny kid. He has fun. He's not one of the biggest problems with Anakin Skywalker is that he's a bad egg from the beginning. Yes. You know, it's like you don't understand why he has friends, why he has mentors, why he's trained to be a Jedi. You don't understand any of that because he's an asshole from the beginning. Yeah. and and then that makes his fall to the dark side like there's no tension there because you you always know it's coming because yeah. he's constantly reminding you that he's a guild them yeah a guild
1: them all <laughs> the men. the children and the children too
0: yeah but so you have to make him a likable character and i don't blame hayden christensen for that either i he's a halfway decent actor and if he had had better material and a better director he could have been just fine in that role. I'm not saying he would have been yeah. the best,
1: but I think he would have been just fine. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Um there was a scene, I think it was in Revenge of the Sith, where I really felt his anger mm-hmm. and his internal conflict. I mean, I, I think he had the chops. He just didn't have the direction, which I think is what mm-hmm. you were saying. Um and and I, you know, aesthetically I hated that. I hated how he looked in Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. but I I liked the way he looked in, in Revenge with the long hair and stuff. It made sense. Yeah, you looked alright. I think he wore both styles well. Sure. And yeah. I think I think they did a good
0: job just through his hair of aging him totally in a way that hadn't happened in real
1: life. Yeah, and I thought that was okay. What scene are you talking about that you? You know I can't remember. Um, ugh, those were hard for me to get through. It was a dialogue scene. Oh, it's not fair. Well, I should be. He was mm-hmm. kind of being a little whiny baby, but mm-hmm. I think it was when he was talking to Padme about why he should be able to save his mom. So that was Attack of the Clones, then, right? Was it Clones? Dang, I can't remember. Cause um, I swear he had, I swear he had long hair. But either way, whatever it was, it was a pretty heavy subject matter. Hmm. and uh, it was just, his delivery was very emotional and very, like, he was damaged goods. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, this this dude is damaged. I don't know about this, you know. And it would have been great if Padme got freaked instead of, you know, coming to him and stuff. Right.
0: There's, there's a scene in Revenge of the Sith that is not only the best scene of all the prequels, uh-huh. but I think it's one of the best scenes in Star Wars ever. Okay, It's the scene in Revenge of the Sith that has no dialogue. It's just John Williams, and it doesn't sound like John Williams at all. It's a really haunting score, and it's when Anakin is in the Jedi Temple alone, and Mace Windu is about to go arrest Palpatine, mm-hmm. and Anakin is just like, you can tell he's struggling. You know yep. all the things he's like struggling with and thinking about, and he just kind of breaks down and then across the city, Padme is in her apartment going through the same thing. Yeah. And it just shows both of them. No dialogue. Like it it was beautiful because that scene, letting the actors just like put the emotion on their faces, Mm -hmm. letting them handle the scene, said everything that needed to be said. Yeah. And like that was what that was one of the instances where the overload of it being CG gave it kind of a surreal feeling that actually worked for the scene in a way yeah. that it doesn't in, like, any other scene in the prequels. Yeah.
1: You know, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about what you're saying and stuff like that. I have a new baby around here. <laughs>
0: oh, he's... Yeah, do we need to do we need to kind of explain this, that, like,
1: <laughs> we both have been in a really weird place lately, and that's why the pods have been very sparse? Probably, yeah, Let's. We've been in a really, really weird place lately, and mm. that's why the pods are sparse. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Had a new baby, and that's what's going on on my end, so. Well,
0: on top of that, you work your ass off all the time anyway, plus it's Christmas.
1: Yeah. And That is, yeah, Christmas is pretty hectic. Yeah. Um, okay, Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. I mean, I love the whole Tolkien world. Mm-hmm. When they're explaining, like, how the ring came to be and like, the wars of of the past and stuff you know they basically cut together all this action over narration you know Mm -hmm. i i think it would be cool to see like a fan edit just just a very concise narration set to all the best scenes from the prequels you know Mm -hmm. i don't know it might get old so like a 30 minute trailer (laughs) yeah something like that yeah yeah i can see that
0: Here's what happened <laughs> while you were away. There was a guy that edited that took each prequel and edited it down to like 30 minutes and made it a silent film. Hmm. It was like a very like that's so been done then. weird. <laughs> well, no, because his was like like literally like he put a sepia tone on everything. Mm-hmm. No, no that's audio. Lame. Yeah, was, I don't think I'd be able to watch it. Yeah, but it, again, it goes back to like Star Wars. There's something about it that inspires people to make yep. their own stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of it is because. In the original trilogy, you can see the basis in reality of everything. Like, every gun is an actual gun that's just been heavily modified into something else.
1: Exactly. And your mind sees that. (sighs) It's so so cool. And, like, yeah, so prequels, uh, don't need them, especially with what they've done in Force Awakens. But, you know, that said, the overall mythology is still good. Mm Mm-hmm some of the actors are even good in my opinion and some a lot of the visuals are good mm-hmm. that's all well Ewan McGregor was amazing
0: yeah like given what he had to work with he was amazing <laughs> yeah. and he was the best part of the prequels and there's there's rumors that they're thinking of doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone film really cool. that would take place between 3 and 4 and they're thinking of getting Ewan McGregor back and I think that would be the coolest thing in the world oh I do too Because if you could get him back and get him some good
1: writing and a good director. Well, yeah, the dialogue was just pure crap. Yeah. So what can you do with that? But, yeah, that's cool. And, you know, moving on from the prequels to New Hope was awesome. Hmm. You know, I I used to not like New Hope all that much, but uh, I don't dislike it. But it's cool. I mean, Hmm. it's classic, you know. I mean, my favorite thing, you can't. The attack the siege on the Death Star, you just you can't get better than that. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Um especially with what's his name? Pork. Porkins. <laughs> Porkins. <laughs> yeah. Porkins. Uh, Poor Porkins. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean Empire was just it blew my mind. Empire used to be my least favorite. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't like the it, love story. It's I didn't very like the slow it, moving
0: yeah. for a kid. See, but as an adult, like it's it's really fast. Mm-hmm. It's like you go straight from like Battle of Hoth. Right out of the gate. Crazy. And then running away from the Empire, Han and Leia, and then the asteroid field, and then Luke's training, and then. Dude, it's just one thing after another.
1: I used to get bored with Luke's training. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Now I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, because it means something. And by the way, like, Yoda has. Yoda is Yoda in Empire. Mm hmm. I don't know who the guy is in the prequels. They're different. Yeah, it's completely like I loved. That. I actually did love the Yoda from Empire. Mm-hmm. He's wacky and annoying and wise. You know what mm. I mean? All the all the things. Well, just his his very existence teaches you a lesson. Yeah, totally about the Force. Like, yeah,
0: and the prequels just completely take that away. Yeah, like the whole the whole magic of Yoda in Empire was that somebody so small could do things that crazy. He didn't need a lightsaber. Yep. You know, he he wasn't a knight. He, yeah. was this, he was like a monk. Yeah. You know, this wise old monk that always, you know, it's like yeah. he's the Mr. Miyagi of Star Wars. Right. Asking you to do crazy things, but they actually have, yeah. you know, good results. And then you go back to the prequels and both Yoda and the Emperor suffer yeah. from the same problem. Where it's just like they gave him a lightsaber and just made him the same as everybody
1: else. Yeah, totally. It, this does nothing for me. Lightsaber and, porn. Oh, dude. And like when Luke bonked his head on the hut. Mm-hmm. Like that little bit of action said so much about what was really going on or what mm-hmm. was trying to be told. Mm-hmm. You know, Luke was so impatient, he just wanted it. Bam, knocks his head. It's that, so annoying. It's that tiny
0: thing that you won't see in the prequels. Totally. Because none of it was real. It was all green screen. Yeah. You know, it was all, oh, imagine everything. Well, it's like actors need something to work off of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Mark Hamill was great at working off of his environment and totally you know, bump, yeah. b- bunking his head on his thing. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but uh, it's, it's like huge. <laughs> we've all done that. Yeah, we know yeah. how that feels. That instantly becomes
1: relatable. That yep. puts us in that environment. Yeah, and, yeah, totally. Yeah, it works. Brilliant. I hate that word, but it is brilliant. Yeah. I don't hate that word. I just feel like a douche when I say it. <laughs> I don't. I like when other people say brilliant, but I don't think I'm allowed. Um, I'm, I'm from you know Kerns. Poor kid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Porkins. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi. Jedi was thoroughly enjoyable for me. What about you mm-hmm. in the theater? By that time, six movies down, were you still like, was it a refresher? Empire was definitely the high note
0: before we got to Force Awakens. Sure. And as a kid, Return of the Jedi was my favorite yep. and gave me my love of endings. Well, speeders are and, pretty cool. Oh, dude, the speeder bike chase was awesome.
1: Yeah. I love the, the Jabba the Hutt stuff at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever did that sound. <laughs> well Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh geez. Yeah.
0: And then the the space battle at the end Man. just oh I know. But this time around I I finally was able to see, I think one hundred percent why most people consider Jedi to be the weakest. Of the three, mm, of really? the original, yeah, just there's something about it that just feels kind of just feels kind of lazy, yeah, and we were talking about it a little bit in the car on the way over here, that Han Solo just didn't really have much to do, yeah, and he was just kind of there, they get him out of carbonite, You're and then he carbonite <laughs> <laughs> right so time. that's
1: what I was <laughs> going for. Will return and die. Yeah, there's this weird downward inflection when she says mm-hmm. "return." Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't do it. Your eyesight will return and die.
0: Oh. Suffering from hibernation sickness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Something, something about the way the dialogue flows in that movie. Yeah, Something about the way Han just looks, like I don't know, slightly overweight, slightly. Just not wanting to be there yeah it's yeah. just like he kind of he'd rather
1: do indies he looks like a dad yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah in that one yeah it kind of does. doesn't it doesn't work so hold on i'm, I'm he gets unfrozen he's blind the, the mm. you know the comedy of that uh pontoon was pretty good though i thought mm. you know it was classic han solo slash harrison ford mm-hmm. knocking poor boba fett over uh <laughs> But what did he do after that? Like, I guess he volunteered to go down to Endor. Mm-hmm. So he, he flies the shuttle past, oh, yeah. past the fleet and gets on Endor. And then
0: he just seems uncharacteristically pissed off in that movie. Because you remember when he's going to the bunker and he's, like, ordering everybody around. And he's, like, you know, setting the charges. Charges, quick, quick. Yeah. And it's just like, dude. Yeah. I, this just doesn't feel like Han. Yeah, I didn't like, think about that, he, actually. He's, he'd be more casual about it. Just like. Yeah. You know, more more suave, and he just seems like you woke him up from a nap. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I say he's, I wouldn't want to wake console up from a nap. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he'd be like my dad. Maybe that's why I think he I, feels
1: like a dad. That yeah, because
0: he just seems like he just got woken up. Yeah,
1: that's funny. His old older Harrison Ford reminds me of my dad. Yeah. getting to the Kylo Ren stuff a little mm-hmm. later. That's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just the Ewoks, man. Like, their only saving grace is that they're puppets. Hmm. And that they not only... Like, I don't know. I guess they helped take out the the Imperial troops. But they took out the rebels, too. I Hmm. mean, they handled them easily, too. So it's not like... I
0: don't know. See, I I don't think I have the same problem with the Ewoks that a lot of people have. Like, it never bugged me that they took out the Empire as well as I did. Because it was just like... I don't understand why people gripe about that so hard, but nobody has a problem with hobbits throwing rocks to kill orcs. Yeah, I don't. I actually always hated that myself. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I just, I don't know. I know what you mean. It makes sense to me because the whole it was kind of like a Yoda esque lesson where this primitive tribe, you know, we've seen it in a ton of different movies where they were able to take out the more technical, uh, technologically advanced people. Yeah, you know, through their cuteness, you know, whatever. Sure, but but what does bug me is that. You start out with A New Hope, and it doesn't feel like a kid's movie, but it, you can tell it needs to grow up, and uh-huh. then in Empire, it seriously grows up, Yeah, and some dark stuff happens in that movie, and the bad guys win at the end. And... Which is the best saber scene, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, and it totally screws over the heroes, and then you get to Jedi, and this is supposed to be the culmination of everything, and it's it's Ewoks. Yep. And I agree that like it probably would have been better if it had happened on like Chewbacca's home planet, especially in the context of the prequels where that's kind of where the Empire starts Mm -hmm. is with this battle on Kashyyyk. Wouldn't that be cool if that's how it ended? Yeah. You know, with them getting their revenge or whatever. Yeah. But I do feel like as cutesy as the Ewoks are in Return of the Jedi, the stuff that's going on between Luke and Vader and the Emperor makes up for it. Totally. Because that all feels great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the culmination of the light side versus dark side. You know that. Do you know,
1: I've never seen the no version Oh,
0: good yeah i've never seen it because that's what they played in the theater and it oh really so they played the 2004 Mm blu-ray version that sucks yeah
1: no actually
0: and as long as we're talking about shitty presentation of things uh it was megaplex okay and dude it was a shit show really they did a terrible job the only good part about it was that I was seeing Star Wars in the theater again. That wow. Was it. But they were literally huh. playing the iTunes files off of a computer.
1: No way. Yeah.
0: So it's like no real. This isn't like the, the digital, you know, like whatever equivalent that they. That's really it's, lame. Yeah. It's literally like in between you could see them open up a folder, just double click this MP4 and An okay, MP4. here's Star Wars. MP4. Yeah. It's like if you guys are
1: going to do Couldn't even do that a movie.
0: Yeah. Just <laughs> get the special. Like, oh, man. Yeah. But apparently they had Disney reps that were like there overseeing oh, everything to make mm. sure that it went the way it was supposed to go. But yeah, and then like they they were like, Oh yeah, trivia and games in between each movie and the hardest question was who played R two D two? The other questions were, Where did Obi Wan tell Luke to go in Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> who called <laughs> Han, Yeah, who called Han a scruffy nerve herder? Player. And all of these are, are presented by that lady that does the stupid Megaplex pre-show that Ugh. everyone absolutely despises. Yeah. It's like, you do realize that everyone here paid $60 to watch Star Wars films for 26 hours straight, yeah. right? Like, could you not have given us some harder questions? Because the <laughs> yeah. whole thing, and then the other thing, too, was the trivia stuff was supposed to be, it was like uh, we were competing with the other auditorium. So one auditorium was Resistance, the other one was First Order. Okay. And so when the trivia question would come up, you had what to tweet. What were you? Yeah, I, We were uh, First Order. Nice. So you had to tweet your answer with the hashtag of what team you were and that it was Megaplex, whatever. And then whoever got the answer tweeted out first won like a prize. It was Red Vines. <laughs> and then you were competing with this other theater. And so they're like, oh, so make a Twitter account. It's like, and like us on Facebook and do this hashtag. But they wouldn't give us access to their Wi-Fi. Oh, Wow. You know, the one that's supposed to be for events. And I texted my friend who, who works there and I was like, Are they gonna give us the, the Wi-Fi password? She's like, No, they only let us do that for events. And I'm like, This is an event. What the hell do you call this? Because there was a cantina band in the lobby and you have an emperor's chair set up. This is an event. Yeah. Let us use this, especially if you're gonna want us like you're begging us to get on your Facebook page and yeah. and Twitter and like us. And pimp you out. Give us access to your Wi Fi for hell's sake. Because I couldn't get data in there for some reason my phone just wasn't picking anything up so
1: you mean brent spinner what bruce spinner damn it i ruined that joke data star trek okay sorry i wouldn't have have gotten it anyway (laughs) i'm trying to cross jokes (laughs) yeah that's stupid
0: yeah so yeah and it was just i don't know and then they said oh they were gonna have a a disney store on site it was not a Disney store, it was a booth that sold t-shirts and they were only open for like 4 out of the hours that we were there. And then they didn't have any like their food court had the same hours. So they gave us an extra long break for breakfast, but nothing was open. They didn't <laughs> have any it's like you're not going to open for as long as it takes to make an extra like, you know, 1000 yeah. bucks off of, of which all the one people was this? buying. Which this is the one in the district. Okay. In South
1: Jordan. Yeah. So, so the nice one.
0: Yeah. I but I oh dude. and the theaters we were in it was like the narrowest seats that they had yeah it had to just be like the high capacity jeez and then so they played one through six in two D but then the Force Awakens was in three D for some reason huh it's like that's horribly jarring like it, uh, I don't know you would just think that if three D was that big of a deal they already have Episode one in three D. Why yeah. don't you just finish the conversion on the other ones? Like I know that that takes a lot of time, but yeah. that work has to be. It just doesn't make sense to me why you would do it in 3D because it's you. You got the sixty bucks either way. These yeah. people would have paid the same amount of money to see it in 2D. Yeah, you don't need to try and justify your price by you know putting it in 3D because yeah. none of us liked it anyway. In so fact, you hate 3d oh i despise I it do too. And I th- hate this movie confirmed for me more than any other movie that i've seen in 3d that i it's don't pointless. ever need to see a movie in 3d no, it felt claustrophobic yeah and I, then like was... the, it's darker tint
1: mm-hmm. so there's
0: like five rows like right in front of the screen and then you've got the walkway and then the rail right uh-huh. we were sitting right in front of the rail so we're fairly c- close to the screen it wasn't yeah. their biggest screen but it's really close and for some reason wearing the 3D glasses made everything feel tiny like i was watching it on my phone like it gave really? it depth but i felt so horribly claustrophobic cuz you know you've got the big black cuts out, out caps- your periphery yeah, yeah like oh a nightmare so that's another reason that i really want to go see it again cuz i want to actually be able to see the movie yeah and not gimmicky like i hate uh, no i know part of it the only part of it that looked that made me think hey I'm glad I'm seeing this part in 3D was the very final shot with that panoramic shot around the cliff where it's Ray and Luke and they're standing on the oh, on yeah. top and it just pans That was the only thing because like, the depth looked awesome and the way it was moving it was like that felt cool. Yeah. No other part.
1: Yeah. I, it's so stupid and just why I fundamentally hate 3D is you're there to watch a movie mm-hmm. and paintings aren't 3D. Mm-hmm. It's like... This is the moving picture. A motion picture, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You you, you know, it's just, it's not real. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm more immersed in a movie when I can see it with my periphery and, like, Mm -hmm. all the colors and those stupid 3D glasses just take me out completely.
0: You know what movie needed to be in 3D? Huh? Captain EO. Never heard of it. And Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Because (laughs) those are theme park attractions that deserve (laughs) to have the (laughs) hokey... You never saw Captain EO? No. Oh, dude, it was that Michael Jackson movie. I never saw it. <laughs>
1: oh, dude, with the Muppets. And the, the one <laughs> where he diddles little kids. Uh. So, 3D sucks. But, yeah. I mean, you still got a sense for the movie, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I, I mean, got this for you, by the way.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, I... But when I remember the movie, like when I think back on it, I don't remember the 3D parts. I just remember the movie. And it didn't add anything that was substantial enough for me to remember. You know, again, know except, for, except for that last part.
1: Yeah, but it was just a fluke. A fluke Skywalker. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> so...
0: Well when sometimes I sometimes it made me almost want to
1: puke, oh. Skywalker. <laughs> 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 that was terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> it was <laughs> fantastic. But I mean, did it wake you up? Were you like, oh, yeah, holy shit.
0: No, what woke me up were the three energy drinks and the caffeine pill that I took in order to stay. I didn't sleep through the whole thing. By the end of the marathon, I had gone like a full 42-something hours without miserable. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But fun. Oh, dude. Amazing. And, like, for all my gripes, it's not like I, you know, would want to not have done it. Your lights just went out. That little section of them. Well, darn. Most of them are still on. Yeah,
1: they're cheap anyway. Damn it.
0: Everything's falling apart.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> but Darth Vader's voice. No. <laughs> but I will say that. We saw it
0: earlier than most people saw it. Like our showing started at like seven o'clock at night on the 17th. Thursday. Yeah. And it was a room full of people that loved Star Wars and had clapped and cheered at the beginning and ending of every movie. When Greedo shot first, the entire theater erupted and just boos ah, and oh, nice shit. And everybody was like it was it was it was the perfect level of audience interaction with a movie that yeah. I've ever seen because I, I love when like for Avengers, when we went and saw Avengers the first time and the audience goes crazy when, you know, Captain America shows up or Iron Man, you know, whatever, uh-huh. people, you know, nuts and cheering and that that's cool. But there's always, you know, the parts where they cheer so loud you miss a joke yep. or, you know, a, a line or whatever. I hate that. But this was like We all know these movies backwards and forwards. We all know what's good. We all know what's bad. And we didn't miss out on anything, but you also were there with, like, a group of people that, you know, felt the same way that you did. Yep. Just knowing that. And then going into Force Awakens, like. Oh, man. Oh. But again, let's shit on Megaplex just a little bit more. (laughs) So there's an hour-long break between Jedi and Force Awakens and we all get our glasses and we all sit down we're ready to go and the manager comes in and she's like I'm proud to announce that your showing of Force Awakens begins right now and everybody goes crazy He's like yeah. yeah like that that's the real reason that we're here yeah like all the rest of this was just cool build up to the real reason that we're here which is to see this new movie and to see yeah. what JJ did with it and you know where Star Wars is going from here and uh-huh. the lights go down and people are going crazy and they start playing their commercials oh no and then they start playing the trailers. But not the trailers that they were supposed to be showing. Like, the the trailers that are supposed to play in front of Star Wars, it's like Independence Day, um, the new Star Trek. Right. You know, and um, I'm forgetting, there's, there's a bunch of them. But they showed us the Angry Birds movie trailer. <laughs> the trailer for, I can never, never, never remember the name of it, but it's like that National Guard movie that has um, Casey Affleck and Chris mm. Pine in it. Yeah, it's, but the trailer's been out for like six months, and the new Ninja Turtles trailer. Ha, <laughs> that's like, horrible. These don't have anything to do with your target audience. Yeah. These are not the trailers that you're supposed to be showing, so why are you even showing that's them weird. at all? Also, I paid 60 bucks to be here, and even more than that on your shitty food, and <sighs> you can't take out your commercials before you play this movie? Yeah. Or are you kidding me? Yeah. You have to show these? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not even like Disney. It's not even like they're Disney trailers that right. they, you had to play in front. Yeah, they're it's, just. It's not any due diligence. It's yeah, just, it's just whatever shit you could find that yeah. you just threw on the screen. People love trailers, Johnson. <laughs> and then so we booed every single trailer, and every single commercial until the movie started. That's but good, dude. Played that Lucasfilm logo, and then yeah, you know, a long time ago it comes up. Yeah, and I've never seen a theater lose their shit like yeah. that. Like they did with this movie. And it was unbelievable. That's awesome. Unreal. And I'm not ashamed to say, I cried through most of these movies. Oh, no way. Not the prequels. But, dude, A New Hope, as soon as that that opening crawl started and I see those words again, I I lost it. And then when Luke fires the last shot you know, end of the death. And when Han shows up at the end yeah, and then empire strikes back when Luke gets his new hand and they're just looking out the window. Yeah. 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 Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi hit me the hardest because as a kid, I've said this before in so many places, but I'm going to say it again. As a kid, when I would watch return of the Jedi, I would get choked up at the end. Really? When that, that last final shot of just Luke, Han, Leia, Lando, Chewie, the gang. Teams. Yeah, the yeah. gang. Just there. They're so happy. Lando's clapping. and it's yeah. like, They did it. It's so awesome. I, I, it was so sad, even though I was so happy every time I would see that movie at the end, because there was always that overwhelming thought of, I'm never going to see these guys again. Like yeah. my first friend. Star Wars was the first movie I ever saw. I literally, Star Wars, those movies are some of my earliest memories ever. Right and i you know would get out my legos and my action figures and have my own star wars adventures like they they were my friends yeah and you get to the end of return of the jedi and it's like i'm never going to see him again yeah and so but this time it was like i i am still never going to see him again in this way but i do get to see them again when they show up in this next movie mm-hmm. however it happens like yeah. it's not over and that was the final nail in the coffin for me for the prequels because up until up until now, the prequels were like the only other Star Wars. I've yep. never gotten much into the novels or the comic books. Like, yeah, the expanded universe enough. is pretty yeah, vast. It's, it's hard to not know. my thing. But now that we have The Force Awakens, and then especially after seeing the movie and seeing where it's taking the franchise and seeing that it's damn good, yeah, I, I don't need to cling to the prequels anymore. Now that I've seen right. what Star Wars
1: can be again, mm-hmm. I don't need to hang on to it just because that's the only other Star Wars I have. Yeah. It's like a legend of this guy named Qui-Gon and this mm-hmm. guy named Anakin and the yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all just like a weird fever dream now. Yeah. All right. Brass tacks. What did you think? That opening shot gave me chills. Of the Star Destroyer? Instead of a Star Destroyer like you normally see, mm-hmm. you see this black mass. You're like, holy shit. I thought so is... I honestly thought something was
0: wrong with the projector at first. Really? I was like, should I be seeing color here? And then I was like and then it covers up the whole planet, and I'm just like Oh no way. That is and you see the shadows of the time. (laughs) See? Oh from the first frame, you're like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. See, Um, and that is something that a new hope did. Yeah. so well that opening shot you've got the little blockade runner and then you got the massive Star Destroyer and as it comes into frame it just gets bigger yeah. and bigger and because it's triangular shaped yeah. and so it's just like when does this thing end and then yeah. you see the whole thing it's just like that tells you everything you need to know yep. good guys small bad guys big they yep. control the galaxy they have this overwhelming power amazing <laughs> and you get Your that again F. with Force Awakens it's mm-hmm. like they're casting a shadow over
1: everything right and they're coming for you yep it was awesome yeah Oh. Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> oh, okay. Now here's where I want to get into questions and slash, you know, gushing. Uh, who's the old guy? No idea. Max Von something. Max Von Seidel was the was, was the, the actor. actor. I have
0: no idea what his character is. You we this this is where things are gonna get weird because for the first time in my life,
1: I don't know anything about yeah. Star Wars. Well, I, I have a theory. Um maybe not. I, I on the one hand, I like believing Ray is a complete X Factor. Mm-hmm. I like no, that too. I, I would prefer that actually. On the other hand, I wonder if he was some kind of a a Watchman over her, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I wonder. E- either way, it doesn't matter. He's he's a guy who's connected to to the uh, Resistance, and um, there's Poe, you know, who I love. Okay, when I was a kid. Uh, I gravitated to Robert Muldoon in Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and Wedge in Star Wars. Dude, Wedge was the yeah. shit. Yeah, and I actually find out in the expanded universe he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, so Poe kind of fills my Wedge, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he satisfies that. Like, So when I was a kid, I would think about the other characters. I've always been kind of an underdog sort mm-hmm. of guy. I wondered who the hell was in the stormtrooper costumes. And I didn't really like the answer from the prequels that they right. were clones, which is necessary for that. But anyway, and I also wondered like like who are these guys in the resistance or in the in the rebel forces. Well now I have someone I can say that's that guy and that's that guy, mm-hmm. you know? And, and Poe and Finn. And I love how Finn okay, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I loved our introduction to the new bad, the new evil mm-hmm. slaughtering the villagers. I thought was, you know, some people have said it's cliche, but I don't think so. Well, it reinvigorated the evil of yeah the stormtroopers who, because we've lost that through the mythology and right. bullshit of the internet.
0: Yeah. It's like the they, they were, they were, they were formidable
1: in yep. the original
0: trilogy. People forget that. Like, oh, stormtroopers miss all the time. Yeah. They're just there for fodder. It's like, no, they did a lot of stuff right. They took over Princess Leia's ship yep. really efficiently. You know, yeah. they found the droids on Tatooine. They uh-huh. were like a very present, formidable force. And it's only in, you know, decades of video games and jokes about right. that we, we've lost their threat. So
1: yep. this gave them the threat factor again, which I yeah. think is perfect. Yeah, I loved it. Slaughtering. And and so Finn, it's like he, we come to find out it was his first mission. Mm-hmm. We also find out it, he's been reconditioned twice. Mm-hmm. And we find out he was taken from some family he never knew. So, and apparently that's just how you get
0: stormtroopers now, which I like mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, finally some explanation yeah. in the movie. Yeah, because they kind of had that was one thing cool about Battlefront Two is Battlefront Two the story mode you follow um, this group of clone troopers through the prequel era, and then once Order sixty six happens, they become Vader's personal like squadron of stormtroopers. Like an SS. The, yeah, they're called, they're called the Five O First.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a
0: mission in there where some batches of clones actually go rogue. And then the story was after that battle, they started cloning stormtroopers from different templates, not just the same guy, not just Jango Fett. And then also were recruiting openly just normals. Okay. Just normal guys. So that was cool, but you never got that in the movie. And
1: now that Disney has kind of reset everything, that's not the real explanation. So it was cool to see. Yeah, and that's all you needed. Yeah. That's all you needed to know is like who these people are. Um okay, so next thing I wanted to say, and this is really confusing to me. So, you got the Empire, right? Hmm. And you got the rebel forces. Rebels beat the Empire. They're no more. Now you've got this Republic, of which Leia is a general in the Republic, Mm -hmm. right? And then you've got the first First Order, Mm -hmm. a splinter of the old Empire. Who who's in charge, first of all? And who? How how does? Yeah, I mean, where? Like, what's going on here with this war currently? The, what is the political env- environment, and why? That is the why are they thing called resistance fighters if they're the establishment? Right. Why did the uh, first order blow up one planet or several moons? Was that central to the to the uh, republic? Mm-hmm. And what happens now? Is suddenly, the resistance now they're basically like the old rebels where they're cut off from any financing and and also why did the republic allow the the star killer base to be built if they control the galaxy so i actually have answers to these questions okay. but my theory is there is no control i think it's like a a weird trench like world war 1 trench war, trench warfare situation a vacuum of power that's what i settled on uh, not Continue. not quite
0: but this is this may be aside from being rushed cuz i did feel like the movie felt pretty rushed my only other complaint is that The Force Awakens got me to care about the, the politics of this galaxy again. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is ironic as hell. Yeah,
0: but it's kind of necessary because in it the original necessary. trilogy, you just knew what was up. Evil Empire, Rebels. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. You know what that is. Empire's but, overwhelming
1: and killing people. Yeah. And, yeah,
0: But now that the Empire has been dissolved, things get a little more complicated, and they don't touch on that in the movie at all. Yeah. So how things work now is there's a new Republic, yes. There's a couple things that are different, though. The capital is no longer Coruscant. That's no longer like the hub of all this activity. How it works now is whoever gets elected chancellor, the capital moves to their home planet. Okay. Because, Because of the Death Star and because you could blow up an entire planet with it, they realized if anyone were to take out Coruscant, that's it yeah then it creates that vacuum, and that just allows something like the Empire to come in and you know come back. Huh. So that's why it constantly moves because you can only take out so many planets before you're not in charge of anything anymore. Yeah. yeah, so the the Republic is in charge. The resistance is actually a subsection of the Republic that Princess Leia helped set up. Turns out Princess Leia doesn't have much pull in galactic politics anymore because there have been like smear campaigns, other oh. stuff. She doesn't pull much weight anymore. So
1: where are you getting all this from? This is in so.
0: <laughs> when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of like the big Dorling Kindersley guides that like you know ultimate Star Wars and it just put in like every prop, every weapon, every side character, and mm-hmm. gave them all their stories and like this person came from this place. This is what this button does on this thing. It's like I obsessed over those. Okay, and they have it. They have a new one for Force Awakens, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it probably tonight. Um, <laughs> but there there's. A couple pages in there that go over the state of the government of the galaxy okay. right now. Okay. Stuff that I think was originally in the movie, because there was like 35 minutes of stuff that had to be cut out to get it down to like... Oh, damn Gosh, two they and didn't half do hour that. Time. Yeah. And as much as I feel like a director's cut or like an extended edition would kind of not be Star Warsy, I hope that stuff is on the DVD,
1: even if it's just deleted scenes so that I can yeah. kind of fill in the blanks. After Tolkien... And Lord of the Rings, I am a huge advocate mm-hmm. of director's cuts for for several reasons. I like get you got Lord of the Rings stuff, which benefits. Mm-hmm. You've got a movie that was horrible in the theaters that Ridley Scott did. Uh it's behind me. I can't remember the name. Prometheus, Blade Runner. No, 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 no. It was a it was a Crusade movie. Oh, um, Alexander. No, no, but that's that one him. of them. Okay, that's one of them though. Alexander, there are several cuts and the last mm. one is actually good. Yeah. Yeah, real good. But this one has Orlando Bloom in it. Oh, that's uh yeah, it's a crusade story. Yeah, Orlando I got nothing. Bloom. Yeah, he goes down to the to the Mid East or whatever. Really terrible theater theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Excellent director's cut. It's actually one of the best movies I've seen. Funny, I can't think of it right now. Well, Blade Runner is an example of that too. Okay, there the you studio go. Yeah.
0: But, and I agree with you. But it's I'm not universal. totally on your side. Yeah. But you know, another movie that a director's cut made it worse. Well, honestly, Dumb and Dumber, A New Hope, A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes back and he does everything he wanted yeah, to true. do in the first place, and it's like you got to
1: have people that say no. I'm not saying it works all the time, right? So that's I don't know. You got to have talent around you. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is it's been done and it's done, been done successfully and I feel right. like this would be an exception to yeah. the rule of yes, please give us more.
0: Well, and you know the other thing? Huh. It's Star Wars. Even yeah. if they don't release it a director's cut, if those deleted scenes are made available, there's going to be a fan edit of that version up within the first 24 hours the Blu-ray's available. This is true. Yeah. So,
1: and hell, I'll make my own. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> They're totally. They're to do it, so. But, you know, side note, Dumb and Dumber, I loved that movie mm-hmm. and the director's extended cut really ruined it. I didn't even know there was one. Yeah. It sucks. It's not a good movie with it. I actually just found out that most of that was shot here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. It's kind of crazy. But uh but yeah, so I mean you were you were saying oh, I yeah. didn't mean so to cut the, you off the government. So the resistance has so been smeared. Right. So Leia does not like she doesn't have much pull. She's not a princess. Right. Um she's been cast out with these uh with the resistance fighters. Mm-hmm. So she kind of sets that up to fight
0: against, like, the remnant of the Empire, this new, you know, the First Order that has cropped up.
1: And so I, I, the—sorry. I... The, re... the Resistance isn't necessarily well-liked by the— By the rest of the galaxy? By the Republic. We don't know. Hmm.
0: Because it, it sounds like they're fighting directly for the Republic, and they're directly supporting them. Yeah. So you think they would be well-liked, but uh-huh. at the same time, I don't know. Because they're, uh, the whole thing is that Princess Leia has appointed someone to go be her voice in the Senate because she isn't listened to anymore. Okay. So, is it because yeah, of I, Kylo, do I you think? think? Like I, the I have no idea. Wow. But anyway. Anyway, there's so that. The First Order, the whole thing with the Starkiller base is there was actually a map in this book. And it shows... The exact limits of where the Republic reaches, mm-hmm. and I guess the entire construction of Starkiller Base was done outside, like even past Tatooine. Oh, on like, the outer rim out there. there. Yeah. So when it shows up, that's the first anybody's heard
1: of it. It's terrifying.
0: Yeah. So, but it is that does make it kind of cool when yeah. General Hux gets up there and gives his big old Nazi speech before yeah. they launch you yeah. know, launch the weapon for the first time. It's like yeah. they've been planning this for a while. Totally. We don't know. Really where they came from, but yeah, again, like the Empire, you know what they're doing here, you know what they're about. So what else do you need?
1: Yeah, and and just kinda I'm trying to stay linear here if you don't mind me trying to steer this. Yeah. We don't have to. No, you're fine. Uh I want to go back to that in a minute. I kinda wanna gloss over some of the heroes for now. Basically I loved Finn, Mm -hmm. loved his humor. Oh, you're so great. I Dude, love the, the that.
0: The humor in general in this movie. Yeah. It brought, like, and my dad said this, and it, it just brought the whole heart and soul back into Star Wars. Yeah. The prequels were so self-serious yeah. and so devoid of, of humor. Like, they made a few attempts, but they all fell flat. It was like Jar Jar
1: farting. Ugh, yeah. It
0: yeah. was like, it brought, it brought humor back and, you know, helped yeah. you realize this is still fun. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have fun in a Star Wars movie. This is supposed to be enjoyable, not yeah. just because it's cool, but also because it's got heart yeah. to it have a boyfriend a cute boyfriend (laughs) i thought that was great so good yeah i I hope that line was improv
1: yeah me too i I got the sense it was yeah but um yeah i mean he's great i really like that he came clean sooner Mm -hmm. than later because sometimes that whole tactic of storytelling gets on my nerves Mm -hmm. you know that was that was refreshing Mm-hmm. Well, and it was also refreshing her reaction to it. Yep. When he does, yes, when he she didn't does get confess her off.
0: Yeah, she was just like, I, I don't care. Yeah. I, I need your help now. Yep. So
1: Yep. And oh And Poe Poe was cool and everything. I'm I'm I know he's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a non factor in this movie. I wish he had been in it a little bit Me more. Me too. But Ray O oh, M G she stole my heart. First of all, she's movie. hot. Yeah. Second of but all. not
0: in like a sexualized way, no, and it she's, was amazing and like she's fun to look Princess at. Princess Leia was never terribly sexy. I mean, this yep. lovely outfit and you know, yeah. in A New Hope, you know, whatever. But like, she was very capable, and she still did stuff. You Only know? you would be so bold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Ray, it's like there's there Something she's the not sexualized at all. No. But she was so endearing. Yeah, and so just I'm trying to think of a better word than comfortable.
1: You just got the sense that, like, she, she would just be
0: great company.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You could
0: just hang – like, she was
1: just – Yeah. I, I don't she know. brought the party wherever she went. She yeah. brought the light. Yeah. And she was just very real and, yeah, got stuff yeah. done. And I mean, I had my doubts. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, there's so much hype. But whatever, she lived up to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she's a great actress, which, you know, the, the original trilogy is not the best-acted stuff. hmm so it's nice to have some great actors. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the new trio,
0: Finn, Poe, Ray, yeah. amazing. Just, I... Yeah. I and bb I fell in love with them the same way that I fell in love yeah. with the original crew. Yeah. It's just, they've got the heart and soul, they work off each other really well. Yep. that That first scene when it's uh poe and finn in the tie fighter mm-hmm. and just like that was so cool immediate it chemistry amazing. it was there was a mirror of when han and luke are shooting down tie fighters as they're escaping the death yep. star like the banter back and forth and like yeah. you can just you can almost
1: smell their friendship totally boring. like it, totally. it was amazing yeah and i love that he called him out like you know i just want to do the right thing mm-hmm. he's like you need a ride i need a ride or, i need a <laughs> pilot yeah and like again okay so poe you already believed he was this ace, right? Mm-hmm. But then when he says one line about, I've always wanted to fly a TIE fighter, that mm-hmm. immediately tells you this dude, his whole life is is piloting. And- he studies it. Yes, yeah. exactly. He is the guy. He's mm-hmm. the ace, you know. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they just established this fantastic, uh, you know, set of of lead actors or whatever
0: it's almost like if kylo ren embodies the,
1: the dark, dark side anakin. of anakin ah. that should have
0: been poe is the light side Dude, of anakin that that's should what have i was gonna perfectly. say too yeah like he has fun yeah he's excellent at what he does and he enjoys like being the good guy yep and that's what you never got out of anakin he never seemed to enjoy totally doing good things yeah
1: he just wanted to lay around with padme all mm-hmm. day and- <laughs> talk about his mom yeah get over it Gosh. You barely even knew your mom oh there was a part when
0: we were watching the prequels and some uh saved her. <laughs> it was
1: it was at the very
0: beginning of episode two when he sees padme for the first time she's like oh annie you'll always be that boy i knew back on naboo somebody in the back row they're just like "Friendzone!" <laughs> <laughs> everybody lost it, it was yeah, so great that's good oh. <laughs> they called him out on his on his creepiness the
1: whole movie and it was oh, great man. that's funny poor hayden Christensen. oh but yeah, you're right. I mean, spot on, Poe and, and and Kylo, they are what Anakin should have. Can you imagine that in one character? Dude. <laughs> but we won't we won't get it, and I'm cool with that mm-hmm. now. And that's the other thing about Force Awakens. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Like before I was pretty upset with this is all we got. Like you were saying, this is it. Okay.
0: It's amazing that a movie that explains so little and leaves you with so many questions still left me perfectly satisfied Totally, yeah. with the state of star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I can patiently wait for the holes to be filled in. And I, like, I'm, yeah. well, maybe not patiently. Cause I, the second I got out of the theater, I wanted to see episode eight, but like <laughs> yeah. as a movie goer and as a huge fan of star Wars, like I bleed star Wars. Yeah. I, I feel completely satisfied by this movie. Yep. By every aspect of it.
1: Me too. Well, there's some, there are three things I want to talk about that I didn't like, Okay. but I'll wait, I'll wait for that. Um, Hold on, I'm scribbling notes furiously as you're talking. Yeah. this <laughs> reminding me of stuff I want to talk about. I like this format where you kind of, eh, you know, bullet point by bullet point. Just like. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Right? It's just, I don't know. Okay, let me, let's get back a little bit. Ray. Okay. Normally in a movie like this, when someone excels so quickly, you have doubts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's just too much exposition that you still don't believe it. Well, they did it perfectly, in my opinion. Meaning, you know, oh, here's how she got to where she is. I showed her defend BB-8. Mm-hmm. She's a scrapper, literally. Um, <laughs> you know? She can take care of herself. Oh, by the way, I loved how Finn, bless his bless his heart, was trying to, like, protect her, and he's uh-huh. the one who got knocked out, and she's he, he sits up, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was great. It wasn't overly, like... You know, sometimes with things like female leads, they can be pretty heavy-handed in yeah, trying she, to show this strong heroine. She was strong without ever going
0: into totally. girl power mode, exactly, which no, was awesome. No she exposition. Just, oh, somebody! I read an she article. She was just Ray. Mm-hmm. I read an article and they put it perfectly. They were like, <clears> Ray was a female, and that was completely irrelevant to her character. Totally. And Finn was a black guy, and it was completely yep. irrelevant to his character. Like. They just took these minorities, yeah. people that you don't usually see, carrying these roles on screen, mm-hmm. and gave them these roles, and uh, yeah. just did it the same, and it was fine. Yeah. And, it and worked
1: perfectly, totally. And and you know, I know you don't you don't like Game of Thrones per se, but one time, you know, George R. R. Martin was famously asked, "How do you write women characters so well?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, I see them as people, you know," mm-hmm. and that's exactly I what I think they did in this. Uh, this movie but she was so exciting to me. Mm. Um she kicked ass, believably kicked mm-hmm. ass with her bow staff. Uh BB 8s adorable, by the way. I love BB
0: eight. And so like
1: much. she flies the Falcon <laughs> and like that was incredible to Okay, me. that was incredible on so many different yeah. levels not <laughs> even start.
0: So one, she's amazing. Yep. And again, kind of like Poe, you could tell she was super excited
1: to be doing it like uh-huh. and fixing stuff and like Yeah, big door. She- and sh- she had the background. We believed it. Mm-hmm. She goes through these ships and she knows parts and she knows mm-hmm. mechanics, you believe it. Mm-hmm. Immediately out of the gate. Sorry. Yeah,
0: and she believably like understood that this was a hunk of junk that needed a lot of love Uh in order to run properly. So not only was that cool but it was amazing that in her flying it it added depth to her character but it also added depth to Han and Chewie's character from three movies ago because then you got to see how hard it is to actually fly that Uh ship. Yeah. (laughs) Because you you only ever saw Han and Chewie doing it, like and doing it perfectly, because they've done it for years, and then you see Lando and whatever, you know, fish face guy, fish face guy. You see them doing it, but it was Lando's ship to begin with, so of course he knows how to fly it. Right. And the other guy was probably trained to be co-pilot. Yep. So perfect. So you get one person in there who's never flown it before, and that thing is bumping into everything and yep. skimming off the ground. Yep. And it was amazing. Totally. it's like, holy cow, that's what they're having to put up with every single time. Yeah. And also how she has to lean over to Chewie's seat in order to turn on the shields. It yep. was just like it made it so real. Like totally. t- all these little details just yeah. fill in so much backstory. That was yeah. amazing. And exactly. then Finn getting in, in that seat. We talked about it already, but and there was a
1: learning curve too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh oh man. But the best, the best is oh when gosh. his gun gets stuck Yeah, and she's got to kill the engines and just flip it over. So yep. he perfectly lines up. And yeah, oh!
1: I know. <laughs> and, and like, and that's kind of what I, where I was heading. Like mm. after they run together and like, Oh my gosh, dude, Holy cow. And they're just kind of gushing. And she's like, I don't know how I did that, mm-hmm. but we know as an audience, yep. and that's all we need to know. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't need to talk about anything else other than her being super excited. I have no idea how I did that. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's what people do, you know? And we know, oh, maybe, maybe she's special, you know? And that's it. That's kind of indicative of one of the best parts about this movie is that none of it felt like a cheat. Right. You know? like <laughs> She had enough real world experience to pull that off mm. and enough guidance from somewhere shall, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and in so many different aspects too, like every callback to the original movies was earned totally, you know, especially the millennium Falcon. It was like where they completely disregarded it at first mm. and then it took you completely off guard when they come back. It's like, Holy, that's the Falcon under there yeah. that they're talking about. Like yeah. it's not even there. And it's like, actually they, they earned that. Yeah. That wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like, Oh, let's take this ship and there it is in all of its glory. Like, yeah you know, wink, wink, you'll like this just because yep. it's the Falcon, right? Yep. No, he had to earn that. Yeah. He earned every callback totally. in that movie
1: and it was great. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> the introduction of Han, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. There's been people whining on the internet and I, sorry if you agree, Um, I don't mean to offend, but just how, you know, he, he loses it four times over, three times mm-hmm. over, and suddenly he's just there, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I have two <laughs> explanations for that. First of all, you know, the the guiding hand of the force, maybe, you could say. But the dude is obsessed with that. Sh- that's his ship. Mm-hmm. He's going to be connected to oh, it. That's his home. He yeah. says that. Yeah, and I, you know, maybe he's just connected. Mm-hmm. Like... I believed it. Well, he would know
0: around where he lost it, yeah. so it would make sense that he would be monitoring channels, totally. you know, traffic, whatever, yeah. in whatever area. Plus, he's got light speed. So, of mm. course, the second he gets any kind of a ping
1: that the Falcon's doing anything, and he's going to wa- be there yeah. as
0: soon as he can.
1: He's been probably watching for that ping every day, never giving up. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, there's a ping. Bam, light speed. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And you know what? <laughs> when it all comes down to it, you're, you're watching a movie about space wizards. Exactly. So if you're gonna yeah. gripe about that part, yeah I
1: I can't hear it. Totally. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, what a cool scene, right? Mm-hmm. And the connection, the immediate connection between Han and Ray was just awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh and by the way, watching Han fly that thing, like jumping out of light speed to land on that uh, oh, star killer. Jeez, mm-hmm. kinda getting getting ahead. But um I don't know. I I don't know. What else do you want to add? I think I covered Ray essentially Mm -hmm. how I wanted to, just like gushing over her use of the... Oh, real quick. Sorry. The number one thing that this movie got right was the use of the force. Mm -hmm.
0: I've got my own theory about that, that I've only seen one other person online share with me, but I I think it's right. I've seen so many people complain about how Kylo Ren who is apparently this untrained kid who's just trying to become a Sith Lord or whatever and uh. then Rey this person who like has never done anything and and Finn also using who can just saber. pick up a lightsaber yeah. and apparently use it the, like none of those complaints work Finn is his own separate thing cuz it's cuz like, he's not I, using the force but yeah. you see the other stormtrooper who's trained in the in this baton thing yeah Finn probably got the same training he can probably swing a sword around. Yeah. Like oh, we, we've I believe seen that. that in other movies too, yeah. where a character can pick up a sword and just use it well enough. But uh-huh. if you remember, Finn lost both times. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. But then as far as the Kylo and Rey thing, my theory is that, well, not only does Rey only learn new techniques after Kylo has tried to use them on her first. And so she's just copying that. But I also feel like the force itself has gotten an upgrade and I think the title of the movie is evidence of that. Mm-hmm. It's called The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. And it's in the trailer, great. when Snoke says, yeah, the dark side and the light, I feel like the Force itself has just gotten an upgrade, and so I think it's slightly easier to use, and it's more powerful, because where in any other Star Wars movie has, have we seen someone stop a blaster
1: bolt in yeah. mid-air? I, I wanted to talk about that specifically, actually. Um, just, okay, the use of the Force in this film uh was perfection mm-hmm. like f- from the prequels it was just like space cops mm-hmm. you know and in in the original trilogy it w- trilogy it was very mysterious and awesome but this one it was a force to be reckoned with it's
0: full-blown superpowers totally
1: and like when when kylo ren stopped that blaster it was terrifying mm-hmm. like it freaked and that didn't really freak me out but it, as I was so immersed in the film that, and the look on Poe's face, was mm-hmm. like, uh oh, yeah, what the hell is this? I mean, it was just frozen, and the way they did that visually was brilliant. Oh, it was so cool! It's like you know, vibrating a little bit, and just like you know, oh, there's so much to say. You, you take you take this one for a minute. I gotta gather my thoughts about the Force.
0: Well, I just oh. Sorry. There was a game that came out called The Force Unleashed. Did you ever hear about that? No. The whole premise was that the character you played as was a secret apprentice to Darth Vader. Yeah. And this was before A New Hope. It's kind of cool. So, and he was like, you know, this kid that just happened to have, you know, huge force powers. But the, the whole game was about using the force in a way that had never been seen on screen before. So there, there's a part in the game where he's down on a planet and he literally grabs a Star Destroyer and brings it crashing into the planet just with the Force. Hmm. It was amazing. And it didn't feel out of place. Like, it definitely felt like an upgrade, but it felt like something that the Force was capable of. And I think just the nature of the Force being this kind of unknowable thing that everybody kind of taps into and uses in their own different way, Mm -hmm. you know, it was great. And the rules that they've set up is that it's kind of only limited by you, you know Yoda lifts an X-wing out of the swamp with no problem and the whole reason for that is that size doesn't mean a thing yeah. so of course a star destroyer is not going to mean anything no. either yeah and so yeah so a blaster bolt why not yep you know and it it actually freaked me out at first cuz i'm like cuz i was going into the movie with the idea that kylo ren could not use the force mm-hmm. that he was some fanboy that was just trying to emulate everything his own I owner. thought that too. I thought it was like a machine or something. Yeah. Because there was something about the noise that was made that I was just like, that yeah. didn't sound like he was using the force. That sounded like something else. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the movie ends and I'm like, no, that was actually him. Yeah, that was him. No one's ever done that before. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that like when in Empire Strikes Back, uh, Vader blocks Hans blaster bolts with his hand. Yeah. But I think they actually explained that somewhere as that like he was wearing a special glove or something that could do that. Huh. Like wait, whatever, yeah. but it, it's not like he stopped it in mid air. He just yeah. like blocked it or yeah. absorbed it or whatever. This was something completely different. And yeah, what's is cool, cool about the laws that, of physics, yeah. which was badass. What's yeah. cool about that being in the beginning is it set the stage for how the force is used throughout
1: the whole rest yeah. of the movie in a perfect way. Yep. And by the way, um, uh, the, the whole y- incapacitating with the force mm-hmm. and forcing their arm down and like only their eyes can move. Mm-hmm. That's so. Just I just got chills, you know. Mm. That's how it should have been. That's Mm. how it should be.
0: Because again, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like it's all like they use the force for moving objects and controlling minds all the time. So it's like, yeah, just with a little experimentation. And that's what's cool to see is the experimentation of it. Yeah. Because you saw Obi Wan use the force a little bit, but mostly for like simple mind tricks and, you know, noise tricks and like he he wasn't force pushing anything. I'm talking like original trilogy. I know. Prequels are totally off the table. We're done. (laughs) But like yeah, yeah. Yeah, people using it in their own way. Of course, they're going to find different ways to utilize mm-hmm. the different things the yeah. Force can do.
1: Yeah, and again, you know, going back to original canon, the Force, you know, being easily susceptible on weak minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I think the title of the movie obviously says it all mm-hmm. Force Awakens. And I think the reason Ray was so quick to move on it. She was already special, Mm -hmm. and as soon as Kylo got in her head, it unlocked it. Right, the the Force was awakened. Well, and they kind of I like they implied that she had had training already,
0: like from as a tiny, tiny girl. I mean, it's possible because when When her flashback, yeah, when she touches that lightsaber, she has that vision of being left on that planet, somebody's holding her hand. We don't know who and where was she before that. Yeah, and all she says is like. That she's waiting for her family. Well, she yeah. never even describes her family. Is she talking like literally like a mom and dad and maybe a brother, or is she talking like a family of like other Padawans that she was training yeah. with, you know? Like yeah. it, it could be that. And I think, I think either, and again, this is getting into the ending and jumping ahead, but either she is directly related to Luke
1: mm-hmm.
0: or Han and Leia. Or at the very least, Luke trained her. Yeah. But I think that's the reason that Luke doesn't say a word at the end of the movie is because there's not one thing his character could have said that would not have given away something about Rey's backstory. Right. And so we're
1: waiting until episode eight to find out what yeah. that is. Yeah. And, and about that. So first of all, I think it was fantastic to make Kylo Ren like Han's son and mm-hmm. Leia's son directly to Anakin with bypassing Luke Mm -hmm. and making Han that much more important Mm -hmm. because I think had he not had any progeny and died all for naught you know Mm -hmm. if he didn't have any connection to the Jedi I mean what his son's just another space pirate which is cool Mm -hmm. but having him like now that he's dead spoiler alert um, it gives Kylo Ren so much more meaning and it gives Han So much more meaning also. Dude, that... You know what I mean? It was the best send-off for Han that you could do because
0: it totally fit his character Mm -hmm. but also took his character to another level that we've never seen before. It did. You know, this is a Han that that nothing worked out for. Yeah. Like, he lost Leia, he lost sad? his son, he lost yeah. his ship, he lost everything. Yep. And that's why it's cool the first time you see him, he's still smuggling. Yep. Except this time it's just with a bigger ship and he's smuggling aliens, mm-hmm. you know, and not spices. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> he's just fallen back to the only thing that he knows how to yeah, do. Because everything's been taken. Yeah. And so yeah. when Leia tells him, if you see our son, bring him home, yeah. he knows there's no chance of that happening. Oh, yeah, he knows, he knows he's knows. dead. He knows well, that's that. What I think. Yeah, he knows that, like, Leia his you know wife or you know maybe they never even got married or whatever but like she was she's basically a jedi she's technically a jedi mm. you know the mm, the daughter point. the daughter of darth vader and like luke his best friend like also a jedi his son you know jedi dark side but yep. jedi and it's like he is the completely the odd man yep. out he knows the odds he's up against him and Chewie. But never tell him the odds yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, he confronts him on that bridge Not because he thinks there's any chance of doing it But because he wants to see his son one last time And because he kept a promise to Leia yep. And exactly. the perfect The yeah. perfect way of ending the character of Han Solo While still doing Complete justice yeah. to it And I still am not
1: over The fact that he's dead <laughs> I know, and like that dad yell Ben! It was an anger mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Harrison He, Ford. he was a parent I think Harrison Ford's a great actor. I know a lot of people will chalk it up to, like, some action guy, Mm -hmm. whatever. whatever. But, like, the look on his face when he would see Kylo Ren from afar when he took Rey, Mm -hmm. that said so much, too. Mm -hmm. He wasn't scared. He wasn't angry. He just wanted his son. What
0: struck me about Harrison Ford in this movie is the last thing I saw him in was Indiana Jones 4.
1: Hmm.
0: As much as I like to pretend that movie doesn't exist, I did see it. (laughs) Yeah. And all he was in that was just grumpy old man. Yep. And that's all he is in real life. You know, yeah. All these interviews, he's just he's just a crotchety old yep. grumpy guy. But in this movie, the crotchety and the grumpy was still there, but he also was having a lot of fun. Yep. And that's the most that's the most fun I've seen Harrison Ford have doing a movie in a long time. Yeah. When he grabs Chewie's gun. And it's just playing around yep. with it for a minute. I like, like that. Yeah. yeah. It was so cool. And yeah. it was like, that's not a moment that, you'd, that I would have thought to give him. Yeah. And that, that's where I think like J.J. Abrams just did a stellar job with all of this. Totally. Because he knew how to just wring out performances from these actors that yep. we didn't know we wanted yeah. from them. Exactly. And that is, that is the best way to do a Star Wars movie is don't give us what we want. Give us what we didn't know we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that in totally. spades. Yeah. Like it, was, it was amazing. Yeah, all, all I know. These, all these people saying that it was just a remake of a new hope. It's like, yeah, those elements are there, but this is also so completely different mm-hmm. for Star Wars. This is stuff that we've never seen before, you know, characters that we've never seen before. I mean, it expands and fleshes out the universe. Yeah, but yeah. not in a way that's... That, and I've said this before, I think, on this podcast, but not in a way that's masturbatory. Right. This is the biggest problem that I have with all the Star Wars stuff, is it's like all the comic books, all the novels, they always, like, they're quoting and referencing. It all just feels like fan fiction. Yeah. And that's what all the prequels felt like, too. Totally. It was just like a fan of Star Wars trying to make Star Wars. Mm-hmm what jj does differently is he just keeps developing the story not the right. fan service yep yep and it was great i think it's perfectly laid the groundwork for whatever's coming next oh, right. and i have the utmost faith yeah you know that these guys will be able to to pull off what comes next
1: well this movie respectfully freed the universe from the bonds of the of the original you know mm-hmm. now we can move forward cuz we know it's the same place mm-hmm. never knew that with the pre- with the prequel mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Han's death, uh, just his, ben, you know, came from a fatherly place mm-hmm. and taking off the helmet. So this is something, I, I'm actually going to, man, where do I want to go here? I want to pause here. Reasons why I don't think Rey is related to Han. Okay. Um, when, when, uh, when Kylo was in her mind pulling out all that stuff, saying some, Things like, you know, you think he's the father you never never had, you know. Mm. I think that's hugely telling to her past and and also really sweet and endearing to those two, Han and Reyes, their character arc. You know, mm-hmm. they had an automatic connection. I don't think they're related. Um, at least not paternally, mm. you know. Um, and it was just so brutal that he so rudely pulled that out almost to mock her but it also hurt him too mm. it's like Man, that's my dad you know mm. you, did you pick up on that yeah
0: that's one of the things that i liked about kylo ren is he wasn't petty yeah you know it, he didn't say stuff just to say stuff like yeah. he he meant everything and it came from a place of emotion yep and i i thought he made everything work totally really really well Totally, i, I was fascinated by his character yeah and I didn't think I would be. I yeah. thought it was just like, oh no, this is another yeah. cool Star Wars villain. You know, it's like yeah. Darth Maul was cool. Yeah. Kylo Ren looks cool. I love his lightsaber. Yep. I, I always have loved his lightsaber. Yeah. I'm just going to say that right now. I never had a problem with the cross card thing. I like and it. this movie just made it even more cool. Totally. But yeah, just every time I saw him and like, even the little things, like when he gets pissed off that somebody brought him some bad news, that he, didn't, gave me chills, he didn't kill man. him, he destroyed what was around him, but didn't kill that person. Yeah. And I think that's cool because that sets him apart from other villains, but that also proves that there's good in him that he's fighting against.
1: Like, he doesn't want to just kill this guy because he doesn't have a reason. Well, okay. And the thing that spoke to me was like, I've been real angry for years. Just things don't work out Mm. and you get pissed. And that's how you want to lash out when nothing works and you're unhappy Mm. and you're pissed off. And like, his lashing out wasn't just about the bad news, I mean, it was. But it was about his whole life. He's pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mad at his dad. He's mad at his mom. Like, he's mad at whatever. He's mad at himself. You can see that that's his draw to the dark
0: side because yep. it, it's a way for him to vent all of his anger yeah. through immense power. Totally. You know, and that's that's hugely yeah. appealing. Like, if if I've thought before too, like I've been so pissed off, it's like I just want to break everything I own. Yeah. I want to just. Put this chair through my TV. Yeah. If I knew I could do that stuff and have the stuff just, like, heal. Yeah. You know, or, like, revert back totally. to being totally fine. I would be destroying my yeah. apartment,
1: like, every day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. When I was a kid, I used to have this fantasy about breaking up a china. Like, there was this mall. A mall there was a china section. Mm. I just wanted to destroy it. I was so mad. But, um, and again, like, the stormtroopers, there's two of them that come around the corner and they back up. They're like, oh, yeah. he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Like you don't mess with Kylo Ren. Dude's mm-hmm. unhinged. And back to the bridge with Han, like, oh man, he wasn't afraid of his son, which I was afraid he would be. Mm-hmm. I was worried that they were gonna make him a puss and terrified of his own son. Mm-hmm. No, he was face to face. Take off that mask, you don't need it, you know. Um <laughs> something you brought up in when we were before we were recording just that whole thing is an, an homage to this grandfather Darth Vader that he never met and like and shouldn't be emulating. Yeah, no, but he is. And mm-hmm. he's just like Darth Vader's my my god. I don't need this mask, but it makes me closer to Darth Vader and right. Han's like take that shit off, mm-hmm. you know. And so I actually believed I believed everything like you said. I believed everything Kylo Ren was telling Han mm-hmm. about his conflict i'm being torn apart help me and when he said help me i was like now does he mean help me or does Mm -hmm. he mean help me by dying exactly which obviously i think he meant both but a lot of people are saying that was all just a ruse i don't think so it's infinitely more complex he was giving his he was giving his lightsaber and then his clutch he just clutched it When he switched, when literally when the light went away, Mm -hmm. so I I really actually think he was very close to saying, "I'll come home, Dad." Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have solved anything, you know.
0: Well, and he we already knew, like he had already said before, that he felt the pull of the light side. Yep. Yep. And he's he's trying to treat it like it's a temptation, like the dark side is. We know that's not true, but we know he's fighting against. Yeah. He's trying to kill the good part of himself. Like he know Darth Vader did
1: to Anakin Skywalker. Right. And do you know why I love that? Because Common sense says any person who's not a complete deranged psychopath wants to be good, mm-hmm. you know, and and he's trying to actively shut it off. Well, whatever he's seen on the dark side must be so vastly powerful. It's convincing, mm-hmm. you know. Excuse me. It's enough for him to, like, you know, give up who he was. To actively, so. like, tear yeah. it down within exactly. himself. So it must be huge. Mm-hmm. Like, heroin. Like, these mm-hmm. people, that high that they get must be worth every terrible night that they're in withdrawal or whatever. Well, that's, that is that you is know what's what I'm saying? so
0: amazing about the Force and just Star Wars in general is that George Lucas, at the beginning, when you know he was planting all these seeds, he knew how temptation worked. Yeah. And he knew he, he somehow he was able to just perfectly convey someone's struggle with the darkness and the light within themselves. Right. That we want to do good, but that rage actually has power. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and if it's not controlled, it will control you. Yep. And that if you give into that, yes, you become more powerful and you can accomplish some crazy things, but it's at the cost of the light within you. Yes. And this movie goes (laughs) back to that in a way that is that we haven't seen in a long yeah. time. And the, the, that still perfectly represents yeah. that inner struggle that all of us have. That's why it's so infinitely relatable. That's yep. why Luke was such a powerful character, Yeah, you know, because he has so many reasons to become the bad guy, to yeah. give into the dark side, to, Ooh, you know, just so close to too. get all that power that, you know, you thought he needed in mm-hmm. order to, to win his battles. Yeah but he fought against it you know he he redeemed his father and himself yeah not once ever having to turn to that power that was so yeah. tempting and yeah. you know
1: seductive right is yeah. the word they use yeah that's oh. a good word too um so yeah and, and just the way han put his face on his son mm-hmm. he was han through and through great death you know um i don't know i i loved i loved kylo he was probably the best star wars villain to date easily Mm -hmm. while still paying homage to the big bad vader villain you know Mm -hmm. and and the emperor too actually um yeah that was just great the whole dark side the whole force but uh i had a question about ray so she has a vision right and that's obviously the saber it got chopped off in Empire. Mm-hmm. That that's why. That's
0: why when she first starts that vision, she's in that hallway in Cloud City.
1: It's like the exact hallway yeah. that Luke goes down. See that went that vision went so fast to me. There's yeah. so much that I missed.
0: There's a ton in there. In fact, you and McGregor recorded. I heard that. screaming Ray's name. That's yeah. in there. There's a soundbite from Alec Guinness as Obi Wan in yeah. there, and apparently there's one from Yoda too. Yeah. And I, I missed a lot of that, and yeah. you know that's one of the things that I... I now, think, here's the question. I think next time I see it, I'm going to take this and just record all the audio. That's a good idea. So that I can just go back and piece by piece yeah. and just like
1: pick up on like, yeah. the audio stuff especially. Well, okay, so there's one shot that stood out, and I'm pretty damn sure it's a prequel shot. Uh, it's a metallic hand hunched over with R2-D2 giving him something. That's yeah. Anakin, right? No, oh, I thought that was Luke. Why? Well, I, I mean... That's the most logical answer, because they both have the hand thing. Hmm. Um, so it was, I guess, the right hand.
0: Because there's, there's also a fire, and so I, I think where my mind instantly went was Luke is just overcome with grief, and he just puts his hand on RTD2 to, to like start standing himself up, because he just lit his Jedi temple on
1: fire. Okay, that's what failed. I was, that's what I was so confused about. Was that a vision of the past that we have seen in canon... No, I don't think or we was that a new yet. shot? No, I think that was between six and seven. Okay, because that, that looked like that a very made. familiar shot to me. Yeah, either a prequel shot with Anakin, like right before he turned, or it was a shot from Jedi, where he, like right before he went in Jabba's palace. Mm. But I think you're—I mean, I think you're right. It—it it looked like a new shot, so I—I I was just very confused. But that take is really haunting. Your take, which is probably the right take.
0: Well, I I could be totally wrong, but that's that's just how it struck me. Yeah,
1: we had been told that Luke, yeah. know, had failed, you know, and couldn't yeah. handle his failure. But like, why why Ray? Like I said, I want her to be a rogue. I want her to be an X Factor. I don't want her to have any blood connection to the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I mean, if things were really going that bad, and Kylo Ren gone bad would have killed a young Ray. Hmm. I could see Luke putting her into hiding, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, I think, and again, we, we don't know the answers to these questions until Luke actually is, like, back for real, you know, mm-hmm. until we have his explanation for things. But he seemed to be leaving a lot of clues for the people that needed to find them. Right. And it's interesting that Luke probably hasn't seen that lightsaber since he lost it in Empire Strikes Oh, I'm sure of it. yeah. And so it's it's interesting that by her touching that, she sees not only things that that lightsaber was present for, but also things that it was not around for. So that makes me think that that grabbing the lightsaber kind of opened up her connection to the force, mm-hmm. and that a lot of that vision was stuff that Luke had been sending someone to receive, yeah. You know, and then yeah, she, yeah. she just hasn't been able to make like sense of it yet. Like a blip out into space Right, yeah, like a beacon of just information. Sure. Like, yeah. you know, once, like once you need to find this, you will find it. Because the same thing happened with R2. Yeah. It was like R2 didn't wake up with the location of Luke until people needed yeah. to find Luke.
1: Which, by the way, side note, I was going to be disappointed if I didn't see 3PO and R2, I got to be honest. Mm. They're not my favorite characters, but it feels like home. I thought they were used perfectly. Mm-hmm. We got just enough, yep, you know. I agree. Although Anthony Daniels did sound different,
0: everybody is saying that, and I didn't. I didn't oh, really? see it.
1: Like I, again, that's something I'll need to pay he attention to. He just sounds to older. He sounds like a human. Yeah, that's probably it. How a human would age. That's mm-hmm. all. It's very, very, uh, you know, very vague. But oh, man, here's the part. It feels like a natural thing to talk about. Three minor things. What I didn't like didn't hate didn't like mm-hmm. um i hate cgi yeah. across the board i didn't like simon Pegg's character all that much but i didn't hate it it was okay yeah i yeah was completely unaffected by him but the face yeah i feel like oh why did you do that but it was okay but who who did ugh, the glasses person maz Kanata. maz Kanata did not care for really yeah, I felt like it was supposed to fill the shoes of the wise Yoda. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she, I felt like whoever did the voice acting was flat myself. Didn't didn't buy it. And I just didn't like the way her character looked. It was just way too CGI. And too, uh, I keep, when I've talked about this at work, I, I brought up uh, Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was very Peter Jackson-esque. Um keep in mind I love Lord of the Rings, you know. But in that universe, but I would have rather her been either a human or a puppet or some yeah, some hybrid. Like rubber suit. Yeah. See I had I had probably the opposite
0: reaction. I was completely I was actually impressed with her. Okay. But because I look I look at her character as something from the prequels done correctly.
1: Okay, that's because fair.
0: I saw her as I was worried when I saw the poster and when I saw, you know, the um, like her character from the trailers or whatever. I was I was worried because that's the kind of stuff that in the prequels would just be annoying. Yeah. Like Jar Jar or Watto Ugh, or yeah, you know whatever. But I think she while not my favorite character, I like what they did with her. Okay. I like I like the setup of like her backstory and what she knows about things. I like all that. I love f- that. I feel like she was weird without being off-putting. Yeah, 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 that's good. And I'm I'm Eccentrics. perfectly willing to accept that. Yeah. You know, if, if she's if she's to be the Yoda character for this franchise, if that's as weird as she gets, I, that's perfectly totally. fine with me.
1: Okay, I agree with you on that. I like the execution of her character development. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know, in the prequels she would have had some weird accent or, yeah. you know, some Misa doing nothing. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> yeah. No, dude, and like she's yeah. she's weird, but when
1: she's talking, yeah. yeah, she's like normal enough that I I'm fine with it. I did. You're right. You're so right, actually, on that whole thing. And I did like her glasses. Like that was her thing. Mm-hmm. She looks into people's eyes and has this sixth, sixth sense about them. Loved it. You know. Well, and it kind of makes sense too because
0: she's supposed to be super old. Yep. And so it's like. That's uh, kind of a cool explanation. Like her eyesight's been yeah. continuing to deteriorate yeah. over
1: hundreds of years. Yeah. So yeah, she's got these big old guy. Fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, like I said, I'm fine with it. I just wish the physics of her character were a little different. That's all. Yeah. My dad said the same thing that CGI oh, really? is just, it's so, it's not. Smeagol was better and
0: that was in yeah. 2003. Well, because it, it, there's a reason for that because everything about the character of Smeagol or Gollum was, They knew they couldn't do it just live action. Yeah. And so they get Andy Serkis, like, the god of motion capture, and spent, like, spared no expense to make Gollum look really damn good. Yeah. And he did. Really good. Like, you knew he was CGI, but it's amazing that they're, what, like, 10 years old now. Suspension of disbelief. It it still holds up as looking good. Yep. But I, I agree with you, like maz kanada like so blatantly cg and while i was okay with her it's like this is not the best that i've seen Mm -hmm. and snoke for that matter Okay, that's where i was gonna go next
1: um snoke the emperor was so cool Mm -hmm. so terrifying so mysterious snoke to me was the exact opposite Mm -hmm. didn't like him i mean i like andy
0: circus there's mystery there
1: but no intrigue yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i didn't like his dumb face yeah it's like that's not I, scary. That, I, again, Peter Jackson scarred I, I, and like, yeah. Give me the Emperor. That yeah. guy was effing terrifying. Mm-hmm. When in that saber battle, when Luke finally does go to strike him down, and Vader blocks him with the, and it just shows him laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Just the perfect amount of menace. So
0: gleeful m- evil. Yeah. Like, now to, exactly. Again, another thing the prequels ruined because yeah. you can't.
1: Senator Palpatine Emperor, was a.
0: Oh, dude, yeah. the Emperor was perfect in Return of the Jedi, and that's the same actor that came back into yeah, the exactly. prequels. And the make- which I did the- appreciate the effort. Yeah, I got it. And say. like he, with him, with Ian McDiarmid improving as an actor, and with the technology to do makeup and stuff having improved since Return of the Jedi, there's no reason that Palpatine in the prequels should have sucked as much as he did. Yeah, and yet the makeup and the character of the, the Emperor in Return of the Jedi is worlds better than what we got in Revenge of the Sith. I know. is that crazy? Worlds better. And that's really disappointing. Yeah. Because, again, like you said, he's like the perfect. Yeah. Was, he's he was Satan. Perfect. He's yeah. the devil. Mm-hmm. He's, he's evil the, and
1: he loves it. Yeah. Oh, he loves gosh. it. And, yeah, there's mystery there. And yeah. the, now, now, Snoke oh. seems like some kind of dude in charge. Mm-hmm. He's controlling Kylo, who is terrifying, Mm -hmm. but angry and young and brash. See, that's the difference between Kylo and Vader. Vader was like a formidable foe. Kylo's still learning. He's young Mm -hmm. and angry and pissed and like scary in different ways. Yeah. You know? So give us a new emperor too in Snoke. And to be fair, we haven't seen where he's going. Well, I I will say two things about Snoke that saved him for me because I agree
0: the CGI was a little more than I would have would have right. liked for his character. But first time you see him, he's like forty feet tall. Yeah, you know, and it's like. Dude, are, is he seriously a big CG giant? Yeah. Are you for real? Yeah. And then it turns out, out he's just a hologram. That made dude, me happy. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I almost don't care what he looks like in real life now yeah. because I know he's not that big giant thing, yep. and that really worried me. But then, just the fact that his hologram was so huge was awesome because it's like, so that's who this dude is. Like, yeah. it, it's about his ego or his arrogance. Yeah. You know, his willingness to control people that he yeah. wants to appear literally larger than life. Yeah. And that's that's cool. That adds to his character. Yep. Also, the fact that he was only in this movie for like 5 minutes, that's just like the Emperor totally. in Empire Strikes Back, which again, I thought was perfect. Yeah. And it was just hologram. like he shows up just enough to like, oh, I'm here and what? you'll see me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this is who's pulling the strings. So I love that we only saw that much of him. Yep. So I just pray that whoever picks up the reins with him next Yeah. is able to do him in a
1: way that you know, is yeah.
0: that compares to the Emperor in stature?
1: Now the, the question is, he, you know, at the very end, he commanded a uh, truck, Hux, 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 to leave and grab Kylo and say, you know, his training mm. needs to be finished. That implies he's some kind of aficionado of the Force. So, so what happens? Because you know, the Return of the Jedi, you assume that's it, no mm. more evil. So I, it makes me wonder where this Snoke guy came from. Was he always there? Is, did he just have an opportunity now the Emperor's out of the way? or or it's, And these are not questions to be answered. It's just fun. You know? So
0: a theory that I don't necessarily agree with, but I think is kind of interesting that is going around the Internet, is that Snoke is actually Darth Plagueis. I've heard the name. So he, it's in Revenge of the Sith where Palpatine is telling Anakin the tragedy of oh, Darth Plagueis. Oh, yeah, 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 his and, old master. Right, right. yeah. And who he says is the only force user who was ever able to conquer death. Oh. So, and Snoke, you know, he's got like the holes in his face, like he looks really deformed I like and messed that. up. I like that. And we had a version of what Plagueis looked like. I think it was in a comic book or a novel where someone uh, like drew out Plagueis and what he looked like. And it looks nothing like Snoke, but that's been jettisoned. That's mm-hmm. not canon anymore. So they can yeah. do whatever they want with Plagueis. So it's possible that this is like you know, the true master of the dark side that has come back to be the yeah. force of evil in the galaxy. Yeah. And I, I think that could be cool, but like I said, I'm not subscribing to that yet because there's not enough. That's f- awesome. Actually. On. Yeah. So we'll see, but. Oh
1: man. Okay. The point is with Snoke, let's hope he goes somewhere very cool and very scary. I agree. Um, and uh, phone's going off. Um, one more thing I didn't like is that I didn't want I did not want that star killer base to go up. Yeah. I was like cool they're just going to disable the guns and that's mm. awesome. I wish they didn't blow it up. That could have been awesome in the next you know, that thing's terrifying. Yeah, I like, And why was it a planet? Was it already a planet that they that they carved into? Carved yeah. into? Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's
0: that's interesting, but <sighs> I don't know how I feel about it. Like I'm fine I'm fine that it's gone. I think I would have been fine with it staying around. Because it really just is the third Death Star. Right. Which again, fine. Yeah. But I think I think what really will be the deciding factor on how I feel about it is what is the fallout from this gonna be. Yeah. That yes. someone was able to create a third planet destroying weapon that was even more efficient than the other two yeah. that had already happened. And are they ever going to have a better plan than let's make a big thing that yeah. can destroy planets? Yeah, exactly. Like, we, we still haven't totally seen the full consequences of that. It's like they blew yeah. up Alderaan, which, you know, was a that's big crazy. deal. Yeah, And, you know, Han and those guys come out of Lightspeed in the middle of it and it's just this debris field. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, but we never saw the fallout. Like, how does the rest of the galaxy respond to that? Like, yeah. Because Tarkin says that, the whole reason that the Death Star exists is to create fear that will keep the local systems in line. But right. we never saw that fear. Yeah. And that's kind of a problem that I have with Star Wars overall is that you never really see the effects of things on the galaxy. And it, right. it was especially apparent in the prequels mm-hmm. in Revenge of the Sith, where it's like at the time of Revenge of the Sith, there the clone wars have been going on for a long time and the galaxy is basically divided in half. Mm-hmm with like the separatists wanting to break away from the republic or whatever and it's supposed to be really taxing on the people that this war is going on. It's like everything seems to be functioning just yep, fine. Yeah, totally. Like there's still like all those cabs in the sky. Yeah. Like the stores seem to be running just fine. Yeah. Like The senate is running just fine. People are going to the weird Cirque de Soleil thing <laughs> with the water globules and revenge. Forgot of the like, that. There's, no, there's no consequence to yeah. any of this stuff. Yeah. And at least at least with the original trilogy, the consequence was focused on the underdogs that were trying to fight against it. Right. You could tell they were just this ragtab group group of people that were taking hand me down supplies and weapons and ships and stuff. You saw that, but we we need to see more of that consequence yes. as it yeah, and I, I'm hoping that the next movie I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm hoping that the next movie goes into the politics of well, the galaxy and it, where it stands so we can see how this is affecting the world. Just enough.
1: Yeah, just it's, enough. It's kind of akin to Superman destroying Metropolis,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we didn't see where that was going. We didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But think about it. <laughs> didn't think about it, but it turns out that's a huge, if not the plot thread of, you know, Batman versus Superman, which Bruce would Wayne's pissed. Really interesting if they hadn't given away the whole damn movie in Dude, that last trailer. That last trailer was, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. I know for real, but yeah, I wanna I was disappointed to see that. Star killer go away because it was terrifying that it it takes a sun mm-hmm. that, that's huge. Not only are they killing planets but they're they have complete disregard for natural law they're mm. taking suns and they're killing planets and I actually really enjoyed that terrifying beam uh, that took out the planets and the moons mm-hmm. I thought that was really scary yeah like, whoa well
0: i i I am floored I'm so impressed because starkiller. Was the original name of Luke Skywalker. Right. It's going to be Luke Starkiller. Yeah. Starkiller actually was the name of the secret apprentice that you play as in the Force Unleashed, that oh. game I was talking about earlier. And that's not canon anymore. Yeah. So Starkiller base, not only did that th- did they take that name and give it to something cool, that base literally was a Starkiller. Literally, So yeah. they took the name and actually made it the function of the thing. Exactly. Which was, which I'm just, yeah. that's cool to me yeah. that it fed off of stars. Yeah. And then after it got
1: destroyed, it became one. Right. Dude. Exactly. Awesome. Totally. I love that base. Was, mm-hmm. But again, why? Come on. I mean, the whole movie, the whole New Hope and Return of the Jedi was this, mad, you know, many Badens died to give us this information to take out this Death Star. Well, this mm-hmm. one was just so effortless. Mm-hmm. And it was even huge. I mean, an entire planet collapsed. It wasn't like a moon-sized base made of metal. It was... So I really don't like how it was destroyed. Again, I thought they were just taking out the guns, which Mm -hmm. was awesome. I wish that was the case. Yeah. And then how many hundreds of thousands of First Order were killed. Like, in Return of the Jedi, that took out the Empire. Right. In this one, is it just like chump change? Like, I would have... Even I would have been satisfied to see a mass evacuation. Mm-hmm get to the Star Destroyers, get the well, hell
0: out. Well, you, you, you got to remember with Return of the Jedi, the destruction of the second Death Star took out not only the Emperor, but also Darth Vader. That's All true. the troops took stationed the... on that base, which was most of their construction force too. And then on Endor, one of their biggest That's true. military forces was also taken out. That's true. I forgot the opportunity in Return of the Jedi. was yeah. And get this, the Emperor's there. Right. So like the first Death Star being destroyed was a hit, but the second yeah. one crippled the government right because of who was on. i forgot about right that. so with this one you didn't get kylo ren you didn't get snoke you right didn't even get phasma yeah it's like all the key
1: players are still in yeah but yeah, i have i, I have know. nothing to say about phasma other than i'm excited to see where she goes
0: right yeah and that that was almost kind of it was almost a trick it was almost disappointing because it was like they kind of build her as the boba fett of these movies mm-hmm. and i guess if you go back to the original movies boba fett doesn't do much but look cool yeah captain phasma definitely looked cool right yeah but uh, yeah i i am excited to see her get more to do because she's
1: awesome i have a hard time believing she was overpowered slash would have agreed to lower the shields Mm -hmm. stormtroopers don't give a shit about their lives but then again she's not a stormtrooper right she's autonomous Mm -hmm. whereas stormtroopers are not right okay i'm just talking myself out of that jam (laughs) i believe it um Okay, so that's all I didn't like, and I barely didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just being picky. What I did like, just two little things, if I may. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the Rebels, or should I say the re- Resistance, did you notice their clothes? Not terribly. It was awesome. It was... You mean like their flight suits, or no, just no, no, their no. normal... Like the... Uh the lady helping the, Wook, uh, the wookie mm-hmm. the lady helping oh that sounds scary oh the nurse did you the, know yes. what she was wearing uh-huh. like it was very 80s inspired deep v with big collars like oh yeah it gave me like, I was so excited I was like hell yeah J.J. J. Abrams because the prequels you didn't see any familiarity it was like either Jedi robes or right. weirdness right that's it but this one they still looked like a slightly more evolved <laughs> yeah like they looked updated, was still retaining that. I mean, a lot of those clothes were iconic. I'm I'm mm-hmm. thinking like in Hoth with the big glass, you know, uh, when they're writing and and planning and things like that. Oh, they're like hologram sheets or whatever. No, no, no. Like literally, when the Empire is coming and the roof's shaking and things like that, and you see the big glass uh, strategy. Ah, it's what. It's how you plan battle. It's simply writing on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But basically, the support staff, on Hoth, the support staff, all over. I mean, they looked like the same. So I really appreciated the effort of the continuity of that. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of galactic fashion. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah. And then last but not least, I want to talk about Hux. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yep. Hux. He.
0: Okay. I again super impressed. Got I went it. in not expecting much. Yeah. Because he seemed just like a tertiary, almost non-entity.
1: Right. And he, dude, <laughs> was and he, amazing. Yeah, and then, why well, I mean, that speech was pretty self-evident mm-hmm. on, on why. Did you notice the first line of that speech?
0: He said, <laughs> what did he say? He said, a short time from now in a place not far from here, which is just the long inverse time. of a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, far yeah. from Didn't I notice that was hilarious. Man. Love that. But yeah, dude, that was like... Reeked of Nazism in the mm. best possible way, totally. like totally, which evoked, the originals did anyway. Yeah, it totally evoked that
1: feeling that the originals did of just this yeah. uh, this oppressive force that was like yeah. they
0: have their shit together and yeah. they're formidable and scary, right?
1: And, and the thing is, and this is not at all a, a fault of the pre uh, of the original trilogy, but all their military personnel were essentially disposable. Yeah, just drones. But this guy, he's like Kylo Ren's. Uh, nemesis almost mm-hmm. like he's like if Darth Vader and Tarkin had kind of been at odds with exactly because Tarkin, Tarkin, Tarkin was cool yeah Tarkin got stuff done and so does Hux clearly exactly Tarkin was awesome mm-hmm. he's like tar- he's like Tarkin evolved a little uh yeah a little more fleshed out mm-hmm. and I love that you know they talked to Snoke and basically said hey uh this Kylo guy effed up and I'm gonna clean this mm-hmm. up you know what I mean yeah and he won. Wa- he didn't win but they're they're kind of on an equal playing level with different skill sets. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about Kylo Ren is yeah, he's terrifying. He has the force. He's you know, but he's still he's still subject he's to He's like fighting for an imaginary birthright. He
0: wants to inherit totally. what Darth Vader had that he doesn't deserve. Yeah. You know, because Darth Vader was feared and
1: respected and you can tell like yep. he's feared, but Kylo Ren is reasons. not respected. Yeah, Darth Vader was feared because you don't mess with him. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren is feared because he's that he's a loose unhinged camp. friend that yeah. you don't want to get too close to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you never know when that guy's gonna turn on me. Mm-hmm. You know, Darth. You knew if you effed up, you you're dead. So mm-hmm. you don't want to eff up. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of my general rundown. And like, love how it ended. I loved I loved it. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. But those are my talking points. Most. Most notably, how cool the force was used, how cool Ray was, how cool Kylo was, mm. and then the politics. I need I need that sorted out a little bit. Yeah,
0: and that's kind of if, like I said, my biggest complaint was that it felt rushed, and I still think that's the case. But my real problem was that I didn't get enough explanation of things. Yeah. But then, as as I was thinking back on it, I, I remember like. If all I had seen of Star Wars was A New Hope, I'd probably feel the same way because A New Hope doesn't do much to explain things either. It just plants a lot of seeds Uh that aren't expanded upon until Empire Strikes Back comes in and fills in a bunch of these holes. And then also... Like since I was six, I've been reading all these supplemental books and you know, comics and the back of action figures. and you know yeah. i've I've had I've had supplemental material for all this stuff forever. As of right now, the only thing we have is the movie. yeah, and we're still waiting for all of these holes to be filled in. so I have I have faith that when the next movies come out and we get more books, we get more games, we get more supplemental stuff that these holes will be filled in. yeah, and I'll be able to look back on this movie as I mean, because just just here right now, you know, before we before we came to this podcast, like I was I was looking up like the state of the politics in the universe, like filling in those holes. Yeah. And now that we have that, we have that context for the movie that's never going to go away. Right. So, the Force Awakens will only make more sense from here on out, yep. no matter what. Totally. And I think it'll just further cement itself in place as just being the next Star Wars movie. Yeah. Totally. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm so I'm so I'm not saying that I would be fine if I didn't get those deleted scenes because I still really want to see the stuff that we were missing. But yeah, dude, I honestly can't imagine episode seven, the return to Star Wars being done any better than this. Yeah, totally. Like this is far better than we even deserved.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, that's the thing is it feels like it was a gift. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, they knew it was going to make money.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's like, too good to be true. Like, it's, not only is it just a Star Wars movie that's making a ton of money, but it's also a damn good movie. I know. And is shattering every single record that it comes across. Yeah. It's already made half a billion dollars. And it that's hasn't crazy. even been out a full week yet. I know.
1: That's amazing. I know. <laughs> and it deserves it. Oh. So here's what worries me. Um, I was a big Lost fan. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the mythology J.J. Abrams spun in the season one of Lost, I mean, still, it's some of the best TV, in my opinion. Well, he kind of moved on to greener pastures Mm -hmm. and kind of gave the helm elsewhere. I'm I'm so tired. I'm not, I'm talking like I'm I'm trying to be smart or some shit. But uh, (laughs) I just realized, talk, just effing talk. So he got busy. He kind of passed the torch. Mm Mm-hmm. And lost seriously took a dive. I mean it was still Abrams produced, but the Abrams vision wasn't there. I feel like I've heard that also with Alias and with, with Fringe. Yes. Both, all of it. Yeah, you
0: know, all of it a- Abrams projects.
1: Totally. And I I mean he directed this one and he screen he was in the screenwriting with what's his name? Cas Kaz, Casden. Lawrence Kazden, yeah. Yeah, and and I I really do worry what's next. Well so like Game of Thrones, um, George R.R. Martin was the creative control dude, okay? Mm -hmm. Then the series caught up with the books and the showrunners, who are awesome. They had to move forward, you know, and you do noticeably miss a little bit of that George R.R. Martin, who is a little bit of a George Lucas sort of character. But what they also did was they had this kind of like smattering of directors. So it's almost like each episode has a different thumbprint mm-hmm. and the really good episodes you're like why didn't you guys just use this dude the whole time mm-hmm. like that's what i'm that's what i'm very worried about well and it already happened with the original
0: trilogy you know i mean true, people huh? typically hold up empire strikes back as the best star wars film not only that but one of the best just films like, now did kazdan
1: also direct that
0: or did no was, no, no. kazdan was the writer on empire strikes right and the director that. was irvin kershner kershner right and he before that had done a James Bond I can't even remember what it was and it's like those things don't really they're not the same Mm -hmm. and so I probably wouldn't have predicted that Irvin Kirshner could have given us the best Star Wars film and I didn't predict that J.J. Abrams would have given us one of the best (laughs) Star Wars films but he did so the directors lined up for episode 8 and 9 for episode 8 it's Ryan Johnson and he did Looper which Ooh. Looper
1: was great, very nice. I loved Looper. It's very complex too. Right. Very complex to- story to tell.
0: But like Star Wars, in Looper, they didn't obsess over the tiny details. Mm. It was like you, you set up the narrative and then just have a good narrative. Like they didn't obsess over the, you know, the technical aspects of time travel. You know, yeah. whatever. I think there's even a line in there where they're just like, don't, don't worry about it. Just. Enjoy yeah. this. Whatever. Yeah. I think he could do a really good job. What worries me is that for episode nine, it's Colin Trevorrow who did Jurassic World.
1: No way. Why?
0: I Because he did one little movie on his own about time travel, and then he did Jurassic World, and so they're thinking this guy has had su- some success before, and he's also going to be easily controllable. You know, and it's like, I, I'm sorry, that may be true, but at least... Ryan Johnson, while still having a smaller degree of success than these other people, like he still has kind of a signature, you know, like you said, a thumbprint yeah. that I think will make episode eight feel different than any of the other episodes of Star Wars that we've seen. And I, I look forward to that. But I feel like Colin Trevorrow doesn't have any kind of a thumbprint, doesn't have any kind of a signature. And Jurassic World proved that to me. Like, Safety Not Guaranteed, sucked. his time travel movie was, was okay.
1: I, it was I, an I indie film.
0: It. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. I mean, it was a good indie film. But there was nothing about it that was like super like visually no. striking no. Or, or different as far as like filmmaking goes. It had an interesting premise and did it just fine. Yeah. But then Jurassic World was just a rehash of
1: shit that I've already seen a hundred times before. It was a horrible movie. Yeah. I remember that one time you asked me about it and I said, I loved it. <laughs> I, to this day, don't know why I said that. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what Disney's counting on, that he'll make the movie and everybody will just love it. Yeah, but, but why? Not why? They don't need to. That's what the prequels yeah.
0: did. I don't know. But then you look back, and Return of the Jedi is commonly hailed as the weakest of the original yeah. movies, but still like good. And I, I don't know. There will be something to be said for having two episodes that have already set up where the story pretty much has to go. So it's not like he has to do anything, yeah, you true. know, terribly inventive for this final episode. Yeah. I mean, he could, but then you also got to think Disney has said they will be pumping out Star Wars movies. For for as long as they can. Yeah. So we're getting five more
1: Star Wars movies after this one that we know of. I mean, isn't there? Isn't it staggered, too, between mm-hmm. 7, 8, and 9? Yeah, like so next seven year's, then... year's
0: going to be Rogue One, and then the year after that we get Episode 8. And then after that is going to be, I think, the Han Solo movie, and then after that we get Episode 9.
1: Huh. So <laughs> is Rogue One going to be like a whole prequel or a whole trilogy as well no 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 good it's just gonna be a standalone just good. like
0: they they have said it's just gonna be like a Star Wars heist movie where they get the plans to the Death Star and I'm actually oh, so we get to excited see all those Bobbins die well no because the Bobbins were the second death Star, oh right right right, right and this okay. one's the first one so Sweet. it's cool I because I hate aliens uh, yeah I'm well and Star Wars only uses aliens when
1: they have to they're good background you know, in the yeah. cantina that's it so
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah But I don't know. I'm super excited for Rogue One because we get to go back to a New Hope era technology. Yeah. And then also it looks like Biggs might be in it because they they released that photo of the cast and there's a guy in there that's just like with dark hair swooped to the side and he's got a, you know, awesome 70s mustache. It looks like Biggs. And And he's Luke's friend from uh, mm -hmm. Tatooine, right? Yeah. So if he's part of the team that gets the plans, like,
1: I don't know, that just sounds really cool. A lot of X-Wings, a lot Mm -hmm. of, yeah, a lot of A-Wings. I haven't seen A-Wings for... Oh, dude, I love the A-Wings. Since when? I mean, A-Wings were in uh, Jedi, I think they only showed up in Jedi. I don't think they were in Empire or New Hope at all. Well, I had this poster, this concept art poster from 77. I I don't know where it ended up. It was from... It came in my dad bought the original John Williams vinyl Mm -hmm. when it came out, and it was this poster. Fact, I found it online... But it had A Wings in it. I have no idea where it went.
0: There was a lot of stuff that they thought about but didn't make good on until yeah. you know, one or two movies down the road. But yeah. I love the B wings too, man. I actually bought the Lego B wing.
1: I can't even think. It's the one
0: that like it's got the cockpit over here. And then it's just got like one long wing and oh, yeah, two yeah, wings yeah. that come off the side of that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I love that ship. And yeah. then the cockpit can just rotate independently. Yeah, of, oh, yeah I've always loved that. In yeah. fact, I've, I've owned two different versions of the Lego set for That's that That's cool. One. But I also did get the Lego A-Wing.
1: Oh, man. And a Star Destroyer. Because the A-Wings were, B, were a gold team, right? Uh, Red leader. Uh, were the X-Wings. I, and then I the A-Wings were, were green. I thought the Y-Wings were I can't even wings think of what gold. the Y-Wings look Maybe like the, now. Oh man. Well, anyway, time to have fun with that tonight when I'm in bed. You got to see, you got to check out Battlefront, man. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't think it was a $60 game, but I don't regret having bought it. And plus, they added yeah. that Battle of Jakku stuff. Oh, cool. The, just that huge battle that, yeah. you know ends up making that place a graveyard of all those old ships. That was supposed to have
1: happened like a year after Endor, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's cool. So Um, that was like truly the final stand
0: of the Empire before things got
1: fixed. Now, which, uh, oh, it is the Y-Wing that I like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what the hell is the A-Wing? The A-Wing actually is the one, it kind of looks like a Jedi Starfighter. Oh, I don't like the A-Wing. You don't? Nope. I don't hate it. That's that no no I like the A wing that's the one in Empire that takes out the walkers right no that's the snowspeeder damn it <laughs> I'm a jackass <laughs> so I can't even think of when the A wing wing was used
0: I really think it was only Return of the Jedi remember that's the one that gets hit and then flies into the bridge of the Super
1: Star Destroyer oh, and that's yeah. what makes it crash into the Death Star which is awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> so good yeah yeah Y wing that's my secret ship. Mm. Everyone loves the X-wing. I do
0: too. I, X-wing has never been my favorite. I like I've always liked
1: it, but it's never
0: been like my ship. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd be an A-wing or B-wing kind of yeah. guy. I like, I like. Did you ever play like Rogue Squadron on the no, N64? I've never game played Cube? any Star Wars game ever. Oh, dude. Next time, next time we do this, I think I should bring my GameCube and Rogue Squadron. Okay. Because they because the Rogue Squadron three took all the missions from Rogue Squadron 2 and made them co-op. So there's a level where one of you is an X-Wing and one of you is the Millennium Falcon and you fly into the Death Star to take out the
1: reactor. That's cool. It's like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. It was so fun. That's awesome. Actually, you know, I have, I have always had, have been a Falcon kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again,
0: dude, that's why Battlefront is so amazing. Because everything in Battlefront was 3D scanned from the actual props and models that were used in the movies. No, I've never seen a game just look as good as battlefront does it looks so real
1: which console could i possibly uh buy this battlefront game you speak of
0: (laughs) it's sad because all the marketing is for the ps4 they got an exclusive marketing deal so even though it is on xbox one your all-in-one home entertainment system
1: (laughs) all the commercials and stuff they're all for ps4 i didn't know that yeah it's it's Sad. I hate all that bullshit. See, because I have still, I, I still play the 360 from time to time, mm. but maybe I'll get a one someday. Did you hear
0: that the Xbox One is backwards compatible now,
1: to a degree? I kind of heard that. And they're adding more and more games that yeah. you can get for it. But I mean, does that, probably doesn't cross over online, because yeah, I, I still play Call of Duty online. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You yeah, could do that. So, you with an Xbox One, could okay, get Call of Duty 4, and we could play online. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, anyway, there's our Star Wars review. Hell yeah. I'm going to hit the sack. Nice. Well, we'll be back hopefully sooner than later, next year. Yeah, hopefully things are starting to loosen up. Hopefully I'll have a car again soon. 2015 and... was rough. Yeah, it was. Like, we recorded back in the break room days. Mm-hmm. We recorded fairly frequently, and then 2015 happened. And everything went and to And I think shit. we recorded, like, three episodes that never made it. Mm-hmm. And then only two Actual aisle 42 episodes. Oh, this being geez. number three. Don't say that. We've done three That's, in 2015. Uh, three official episodes. Might have to retool those lost episodes and throw them up. Yeah, maybe so. I don't even I know just, where they are. I just
0: remember at the end of 2014 saying that 2014 was really rough. And I remember saying that at the end of
1: 2013. Yeah. Like, it's not getting better. You know what I think it is? I think it's called adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Shit. All right. Well, thanks for uh tuning in. Hopefully you stuck around for the whole thing yeah how long did we go uh before editing 205 206 yes so, all right that'll be fun yeah we will hopefully be back soon we will be back soon
0: do you think we could get another one done before
1: years end or do you think this is it for 2015 this is it for me f- before christmas for sure oh yeah for sure um because that's only a few days away no yeah. <laughs> i could do another one yeah, yeah. I could probably. We well, got X Men on the mind. Yeah,
0: we need to talk X Men. We need to talk because the movie came out, but also there's a ton of trailers that we need to talk about, especially X Men Apocalypse. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. There's
1: a lot of cool stuff, yeah, on the way. So right. you haven't seen The Last of Us? No, no, not at all. <laughs> we may be sparse, but damn it, we're good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we try. All right. Well, I think with that, we are clocking out. And just for fun, I'm, i am got to do the fight to voice. So Okay. <laughs> We're clocking out. Thanks for coming to Isle 42. Thanks. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us here at Isle 42. Remember to send us your emails at isle42pod at gmail.com. That's isle42pod at gmail.com.